This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gershiola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello, everybody out there, and welcome back to the Disaster Girls podcast and it is I, Jordan Cruciola. I almost, I got so excited. I almost skipped ahead, but it is I, Jordan Cruciola. And it's me, Amanda Smith. And we have the return of a real Disaster Girls all-star here with us today, as you should all know by now, because you definitely listened to the last episode and have been teased about it. But guest, introduce yourself once again. Hello, I'm Sam Weinman, and I came here to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, I'm watching did. like a lot of Big Brother right now. No, but no, we did fine. We did kind of fight when we watched this at your apartment. Yeah. I what think this is a controversial title. <gasps> really? I can't yeah. wait to find out over whose a, side a I... very specific detail. Okay. But I was thinking in yeah, not overall about the movie, but a very specific scene. And I was driving in the car today thinking, oh, I'm so excited to get to this scene so I can hear what Amanda says unfettered by yeah any I prior I can't input. wait to find out whose side I take on this yeah I'm not oh. gonna I'm not gonna I'm really excited to find out what my side is I cannot remember <laughs> that that this is exciting Jordan do not tell me I won't like <laughs> I'm not gonna I wanna it. I wanna get mad again in real time yeah it was a it was a moment of like I just I just want to watch the movie okay I like I don't want to do this right now I just want to watch the movie <laughs> oh my god wow yeah. wow I must have been pissed you were angry you were angry well, listeners, you are in for a treat. <laughs> let me tell you. And I plan on not. I plan on not stirring the pot. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna see what Amanda says. That's all I want to know is what Amanda says. Okay. <laughs> and apparently, well, what you're gonna say because you don't know what you're gonna say. I am just delighted to be here to talk about Fergie with you for 90 minutes. You know, like Fergie. Obviously, Fergie. the reason I'm here. <laughs> yes. I mean, no, like I, also Poseidon, incredible, but like. Fergie. Yeah, honestly, like they gave Dame Judi Dench an Oscar, an, a full-on Oscar for her five minutes in a movie. Fergie should have gotten at least a nomination, at least a Golden Globe nomination. Where the were the nominations? Gives, for the look she gives Andre Brower, right <sighs> as they both realize they're both gonna die. The the because heart wrenching. To, today, oh. everybody, we are talking about. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> The 2006, 2006 version, which this is the first time we will have done an original and a remake. We've done, we did the 1972 Poseidon Adventure, which is a real standard bearer in the disaster movie canon. And now we do its aughts counterpart, Poseidon. And let's like, we have to just like, let's establish that in Poseidon Adventure, you have Gene Hackman, Ernest Borgnine, Shelley Winters, like pa- you, a, a patron saint of our podcast. By yeah. The way. Yeah. Stop killing Shelly Winters. You have, you have like star power. You like legend red buttons and red legend. buttons. Yeah. And then in this, in this movie takes a distinctly like it, it like in the way that seventies disaster movies conscripted these like Academy award winning and nominated all stars to be in these sprawling ed- event movies the 2000s, it's very much a zeitgeist time. It's it's like, it's who's right now. 
It's not who's the turn. It's who is right now. So the difference in the cast we have in this, we have, I mean, not that Kurt Russell and Richard Dreyfus are not legends, but Josh Lucas, Emmy Rossum, Jacinda Barrett, Kevin Dillon, Freddie Rodriguez, Andre Brower, resurgent with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but Fergie, because 2000s and a stunt pop star casting Fergie. Well, and yeah. we also got to acknowledge 2006 was the year of Fergie. Yes. I right. mean, we have been getting Black Eyed Peas, Fergie, mm-hmm. for a little while. We we know all about her humps. We're ready to get it started. But in 2006, mm. London Bridge. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yes, so I am a collision is, of sound effects. Then yeah. Why is her part so small is what I want to know. Because, because London Bridge because was Because they started filming in 2005. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> right before, that's when you could still get Fergie at like a rate where we they wouldn't have to cut out some wave spe- special effects. That's a good point. I will yeah. say I was in sixth grade in 2006, the year of Fergie. And Sam, you are very right. The only thing I could think about in that year was Fergie. That was all I could ever. That's it. it right at the age. What of else was there to think about? Becoming a man, and all you could do is think about Fergie. Mm-hmm. I. This is an area where you and I will connect. <laughs> yeah. I, Ethan, literally Fergie. every time you remind me that, because you are such an old soul, and every time you remind <laughs> me that you are approximately twenty-seven <laughs> years younger than we are. That's not quite accurate, but it I is two thousand and six. I was in. I was about ready to graduate college. I yeah. was going through my first divorce. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was also, yeah. She I, was sending her third child off to college. I was, yes. In <laughs> yeah. fact, I I was, I am now the same age that uh, Richard Dreyfus was in this film. <laughs> Look, I was I was freshly officially a teen and Fergie was being edgy in the best ways, and we were we were here for it. She was Fergie was edgy. She yeah. was yeah. edgy pop star Especially sexuality. For Utah. That is for a Utah teen. That is yeah, for be a Mormon Utah teen, that was the edgiest it could possibly get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like forget Britney Spears in a sexy Catholic schoolgirl outfit. You've got Fergie showing an ankle with a low mm-hmm. ride pant? Come on. Well, God, when, when Brittany was in a sexy schoolgirl outfit. I know, Jason was a fetus. It's fine. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was going to say, if we're talking sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're, what, like six years old when Brittany's when Brittany is Hit Me Baby One More Time? Like, Yeah, I, I remember that song, but like as a child, you know, like as a very, very young child, remember that song. You're like Khalees dancing to Milkshake in Mean Girls. Yeah. I just... We, we, I just, believe yeah, Sam will rejoin us Sam. momentarily here. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm Sam. I'll be Sam for right now. Uh, Fergie's great. And I respect Fergie from a more uh, adult perspective. I, I mean, there's no, there's, there are few people who will give you more in a live show than Fergie. Like, here's that the every video once of her, in a while. The video yes. of her during the, the aerials. Well, yeah. Doing fucking aerials. Every yeah. once in a while, that clip floats around on Twitter yeah. of Fergie doing, it's like a Good Morning America performance or something. Like, it's yeah. that stage set up in New York City. And it's just her singing at full-throated volume oh, doing aerials. Oh, 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 oh. We're talking about the Fergie live performance where she's just doing aerials across the stage while singing full <laughs> on- tilt. Unbelievable. Uh, first off, talking about Fergie was too much for my computer to handle. It just <laughs> shut out the chat. That's yeah. fine because I'm ready. Just just thinking about 2006 in terms of London Bridge and Fergalicious, that's a double whammy. Wow. So it's like mm-hmm. thinking about Poseidon and how this sunk, if you will. Yes. <laughs> uh, kind of hard to believe knowing that like even when you 
watch the trailer, it feels like Fergie might be a main character, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. And it's, it's absolutely like, the area era of that con job that it would be like in the way that Tyra is in Halloween Resurrection. And you think like she's a key character, but you think she's going to be in it like every minute. And she's not. Totally. And, and she also, fucking dies off screen. Appalling. Yeah. And well, so what's interesting when you think, so we don't get the one-to-one characters of Poseidon Adventure into no. Poseidon. There is no purser. There's no, I think Andre Brower was supposed to be the purser, but he's just more, he's the captain. Yeah. Which is fair because I think that if you told me that there was a purser on that ship, I'd be like, but Andre ba- Brower is the money man. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you can't cast someone who has, that is the one time I would follow the purser because he has right, a level yeah. of gravitas that yes, I will follow him. Yeah. If he tells me to stay put in a room that clearly has windows that are underwater, I'm doing <laughs> yeah. it. Like reality index wise, if if mm-hmm. Andre Brower was like, so we're all going to start taking horse wor- dewormer. Yeah, we're like, taking yeah. horse paste, everybody. Uh, yep, sign me up. Give me the <laughs> apple flavor and let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, so uh, the point being that it, she would have been in the one-to-one if we had done it, she would have been so good as, wasn't her name actually Gloria in the original? The, uh, is the Gloria the girl who, there's got to be a morning no, after? No, that's the other one who is terrible. <laughs> terrible. Is, no, With the incestuous the, siblings. Yeah, this is the former sex worker who is that's now right. to, you know, who's like, what, do you, what more do you need? I, yeah. you know, I don't have, uh, just some panties. Yeah, right? but the point is, is that as I was watching, I was like, what we need in this moment is Fergie changing into a man's shirt. Yeah. And being mm-hmm. saved with Josh Lucas. Andre Browers. Yes. Because clearly, as we began this podcast discussing, they're they're hooking up. I couldn't tell if they were hooking up or they were just deep friend, friends with a deep respect for each other. Like a like, deep, long love. Sam, that moment, like when we were watching this at movie night, we we collectively screamed at that the parting glance in the moment of death between Andre Brower and Fergie because what the fuck is going on there? I think to fully unpack that moment, we have to set the stage for Fergie on this boat underwater. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. everybody, as far as I can understand, everybody has come onto this boat at New Year's Eve to watch Fergie perform. That's why I would be there. So yeah. any other excuse mm-hmm. is not a real excuse. Yeah. yeah. And. Fergie is up there and she gives us two songs, right? And the first yes. one is like, yeah, come on, come on. So then I'm like, I don't know what year this is because it feels like the 50s <laughs> or 40s, right? And people yeah. are talking like old money, but then Fergie is adding her hip hop sounds to this, which yes. very iconic for this year. But then the second song, it's a real slow, sexy crooner kind of like, oh, yeah. Fergie's got talent. And I am sitting there thinking, oh, she's going to be in this damn movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fergie is going to keep this ship above water like she it's going to be her versus the ocean Uh and that's when Fergie disappears disappears she is gone friends I mean she is gone she's gone gone we were sure we were not going to see we did not think we were going to see her again I was convinced it was like one of those like shoot it afterwards things and 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 shuffle her in there we gotta here put it put a banquet hall in there because we need to get this cameo in yeah but (laughs) there is a moment when as you all know because it's poseidon the the ship is underwater and there's this moment where everybody's super fucked and fergie just kind of like cozies up to her buddy (laughs) and they have this moment out of the wings Mm -hmm. it just appears before andre brower this crowd parts and like she's lit we did not know they were friends no, yeah. no, no. I mean, he calls her like the wonderful Gloria or like the, he, he intros her up on stage and he yeah. is the captain by the way. So he is the captain of the ship, although he is not in any way, shape or form steering the ship. 
<laughs> yeah, so he's, he's not having like, a social night. Yeah, he's not doing the Leslie no. Nielsen thing. Um, he's doing like the captain is also the big host of the ship thing, which is yeah. like feels really specific to cruise ships in the 2000s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he's like, he feels like the company, like the cruise line CEO. Yeah. And so he's, but he looks fabulous. He yeah. looks so fucking sharp in his suit and his little like captain's outfit. And he's introducing, and it is of course New Year's, and he does introduce her with like the incomparable Gloria. And then she comes out and just looks like fucking Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> yes. Truly. She, yeah. And then when she is lit, when they reconnect with just, there has to be, this movie is surprisingly short. And I yes. must believe it's that ni- there is, 90 minutes. It's 90 minutes. I was settled in last night to watch this prepared for three hours. Yeah. Because yep. that's what, because it's a, because it's Poseidon. You can't, you can't get there that fast. Like, <laughs> yeah. And had they kept the Fergie, first- mm-hmm. it would have been worth the three hours. The Fergie cut was Give three me- hours. Give me the version where she and the captain, I want their backstory. I want to know where they lovers is. Is he her gay best friend? Why did they, out of all of this, come find each other for comfort in this very serious moment? And again, to Amanda's first point, where is her award? And they are prepared to meet death and dignity. Yeah. Gloria and the captain are, are like, are, are solemn in this moment. They're not hysterical. They're just like, at least we have each other. Everyone around them is screaming. You can hear like so loud that they can hear the screams in other parts of the boat. And in other yet, parts of the fucking underwater boat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and yet Truly two horrific. of them. Oh God. In terms of the brutality of this movie and like Poseidon Adventure itself was a not like it was fairly harsh. There were a lot. Yeah. Of I mean, those deaths. bodies are flying around the ballroom in Poseidon yeah. Adventure. This one. Holy shit. The entire yeah. budget was just a corpse budget. It's yeah. Pretty, it's pretty intense. Yeah. That's why they had to drop the word adventure because people felt so sad. <laughs> they were like, this is just Poseidon. Yeah, this and it felt more like an adventure to me than Poseidon adventure. It, it really, and what like, you wonder like, where did the budget cuts come in where Emmy Rossum wasn't allowed to talk? What <laughs> a waste. Uh, sh- she had... Like that the collective bra draw in a breath just now. Where do we begin? That's the thing. <laughs> Where do we begin? The what early two thousand fuck is going on? The Can way you that imagine? she was wasted by both this and day after tomorrow. Like, but like at least she's God. at least she like has a plot line a day after tomorrow. It's just girlfriend. Yeah. But like you remember her in the library and, and you remember Jake Gyllenhaal taking care of her. I Have you ever played like Sonic the Hedgehog? And um, you know how Tails just kind of bounces around behind you? <laughs> That's Emmy Rossum in this movie. She is Tails. And she is just set to bounce around wherever they go. Mm-hmm. She's not going to say much. And you know where she's going to bounce around from one man to the next? Yeah. Her father and her fiance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. It's a, yeah. That's as it <laughs> should be. That's, you know, it's, it's her dad was really upset that he didn't ask permission. Yes. Because as we all know, you must ask that permission because you need to ask the one man if you can become the new man. Yeah. Yeah. To his 20 oh, yeah. year old daughter. Yeah. Is she 20? Well, she was 20 in this movie. Jesus. And so I'm assuming that her dad is real pissed that 
her that her, his daughter's about to become a child bride. Like I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. wow, that's true. That's yeah. true. She did deserve to talk, but I would be pissed if I was dad. Like, wait, but is this the forties? Like, did people die at sixty at this time? <laughs> like, I mean, that's like in is she a child? Six? I don't think so. I mean, is this set in 2006? Are yes. we clear? I really want to, is it? Okay. Rich, yes, they didn't because, have any phones. Yeah, they, okay. No, that's not true because, um, what's his name? Um, Richard Dreyfus had a cell phone and he's trying to call his boyfriend oh, you or know husband. What? That's You're right. Rose. You're right. Which You're was right. impressive because I went on a cruise in 2006 and I it was off the coast of Alaska. And I can tell you, I did not have, have cell signal because yeah. I was trying to reach my college boyfriend. And it <laughs> Amanda, was very did hard you throw your phone? I did not. <laughs> but you and I Richard Dreyfus both Dreyfuss. were trying to reach your boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I just left that detail out because I really want to see Fergie in a period piece. <laughs> oh yes. my God. Get Fergie, those yeah, hairs. As, that, she's her hair is just done with the rolls. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my God. It's like that um the SNL sketch where Bo and Yang and Dua Lipa are singing the song for the troops. Yeah. Marjorie. <laughs> <laughs> we need that with Fergie, but for real. Like, let's remake a a, a 1940s musical starring yes. Fergie. Wow. And so Richard Dreyfuss is definitely gay in this movie, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's yeah. sorry. One more thing on this. Yes. Um, now, because I just want you guys to appreciate this. We need to remake some Like It Hot with Fergie as the Marilyn Monroe character. Wow. Just say what what a sensation that would be. I mean, look, this is Sam, you look like time you, for you the look Fergie resolved, song, Sam. <laughs> no, my my feeling in general is just that we should put Fergie in everything. I think we really let her down by ignoring double dutch and milk money. I was gonna say, was and fucking milk money and milk pop money single to come out that year. Yes. We, we as a country have failed Fergie. Put her in everything. <laughs> we need more. Yeah, I'm not. We do. We need and we need a resurgence. And yes, I an interesting thing about like I think a a fascinating thing about watching Poseidon is like any time like there's always got to be like the character you don't like. This movie is filled with those. Like, you don't you don't like Lucky Larry, like the um, Kevin Dillon. Josh Lucas's character is ostensibly the hero and a complete dickhead. Yeah. The entire time, which like does put him in the in the tradition of preacher Gene. Yeah. A dickhead who is the hero. Kurt Russell is like barely likable. Emmy Rossum is not speaking. There's that one girl who's just crying the entire time until she dies. Liability Elena. Yeah. Li- liability Elena. And then there is and Richard Dreyfus's character. Like you think you're going to like him, but then he like. The way that he has to kill, the way that he has to kill Marco, Freddie oh, Rodriguez's Valentine. character, Valentine. is like, wow, you really did not set us up for success with Richard Dreyfus. The way you had him just sacrifice the 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 ship's like like part of the service crew. So that was what I thought was in. So one to answer Sam's original question, yes. Um, I think he, he like he is code, he is gay in this. They specifically yes. have him like calling his he's like he's not he specifically references a he. Yes. Um, and he has a little like weird. And he's his earring. He, he has, has a diamond. Yes, he has stud. his diamond stud and a lot of jewelry on. And yeah. also he like low-key flirts with Valentine right before he kills him. Yes. But I actually see I was on the counterpoint that I liked that moment. I I, I really like it liked as a it. stakes setting moment. Because, okay, so remember, this is sort of, 
remember when in Poseidon Adventure, yes, Noni is having the he's got to be a morning after. Yeah, there's got is, to be a morning after. She's like freaking out and frozen as they're climbing up the smokestack. Yes, yes. And she's the reason because they're going so slowly and she's freaking out and red buttons is below her and he falls to his death because she's freaking out. Right, right. And we never really, and like, I, you, we, when we watched it, we were annoyed at her for it because we're like, yeah. fuck you, Noni, stop having a panic attack. Yeah, stop thing. fucking screaming, Noni. Yeah, just get up the stairs. But at least here there was a sense of like, yes, you do have to sometimes make these sacrifices. Like sometimes it's just, it sucks, but you have to keep going. And I like that it was, that it was, what's his name, Drake or Dylan or whatever, dickhead Josh Lucas being like, shake him off. You got to do it. Like, well, and it, it was it was intense watching this old man yeah. kick Valentine in the face, basically. Yes. It was like- Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's a real people get cut that's life kind of vibe <laughs> yeah. in this moment. I mean, it, 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 I was horrified. Horrified, yes. I remember, I mean, for me, I think I was very vocally reacting. I can't remember, but yeah. I feel like it was not- it's the part of the movie I can't forget. And yeah. I, I, to me, if you were to put like the aughts into one moment, it would be <laughs> that man kicking that other person down to his death. That's yeah. the odds. And not and only gets, not he, just to his death, but to get crushed by an that's elevator. That's the thing. Yeah, he, yeah. Valentine falls and is definitely dead. And then they send a fucking elevator down on top of it. Yep. And then an explosion. He and gets, then it explodes. It's we very love Looney extra. Tunes. Yeah. It's just an, a decade of excess, so why not the death too? Yeah. The speaking of excess, I uh, a the I think the visual highlight of the remake is the like the the scene where they're trying to cross the they make the makeshift sort of like swinging um wire cable from one side of like the big shaft to the yes. other where <laughs> it's like filling with water below and then suddenly there's gas or like oil pouring in from the ceiling and it catches fire. Mm -hmm. So there's like a rope of fire in a room where people are going to drown and fall. That I was like, this is the pinnacle. This is why you make this movie in the 2000s is to do this right here. Yeah. Yes. No, they, it is. They, sorry, go. No, no. I, I was going to say it's their house of wax moment. Yes. Yes. It and is it happens the full in the first spectacle. third of the movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they, well, that's a now that's a big promise, though, right? It, because they're yeah. like, "Hey, if we can blow it here, you just wait." Yeah, and, and it's I weird feel like they don't. Set, yeah, it's a set piece that should come later. I agree. Because I feel like they can't. They don't top it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. They don't top it. Like visually, I think that's the peak of the movie, especially since the finale setting is, I think, underwhelming compared to the original. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and during the oil fire thing, that's also when the glass breaks around Fergie, right? Yeah, I think that's so, that's 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 happening. That that does that explosion is, lead to the so. ballroom like being inundated and everyone left in there dying? So, so there's yeah, the explosion happens, and then that causes <clears throat> the already unstable windows to start to spiderweb. Yeah. Yeah. So for me as a viewer, I love, and I am living for all of this because I'm like, I love the horror of being like, I'm trapped in this room with strangers and have made the wrong choice. <laughs> I hate that. I hate, I mean, the stress. It's like, because listen, these people in the ballroom, they were like, we are going to stay here and listen to direction like yep. good people. And that yep. asshole guy was like, 
we're getting out of here with a bunch of other assholes, you yeah. know, and, and <laughs> women who don't have lines. And so you're like, oh, well, they are going to get it. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> the people yeah. that get it are the poor saps in the ballroom who yeah. like just, you know, dig what they were told. Yeah. Yeah. And the aughts went, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> and it got him. So it's like with that happening at the same time as that big and then or, or causing the fire thing, it's like I was feeling at a like that is my action movie high there. Right. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So it's like because both of those things are the biggest moments in the movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they've and, killed Fergie. And, and, the, and they killed Fergie. And see, and that's what, and that like, I think the pacing of the, of the calamities is superior, even though Poseidon Adventure is longer. I think it does a better job meeting out its suspenseful set pieces. Yeah. So Mm. like, it's, so like we get like, there is so much time just in anonymous corridors in Poseidon. Yes. A lot of time also with Josh Lucas looking at maps. Like, (laughs) It is not an, there's, they just keep kind of, they, they do a really good job of topping themselves in Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. And I do feel, and part of you guys were saying about the thing, like everyone being so unlikable is that there was a point after, I think it was after Kevin Dillon dies, who dies surprisingly early in the film. He dies in that first third when they're trying, he's like, I don't know, let me go across the gangplank that they've made. And he wants to cross this like huge center room and he wants to cross on the gangplank and then the thing falls from the ceiling and yeah. then the fire starts. And at that moment, I was like, there's still so many characters left. There's so much movie left. Yeah. I know that some of them have to be expendable and I want some of them to die. Yeah. But narratively, it doesn't make sense in terms of like the, co- like thinking about a movie, none of these characters, like Elena maybe needs to yeah. die, but, and maybe Richard Dreyfus, but like, these characters, there's no character here. Then, like, that's a red shirt. Yeah, and I'm gonna be sad to see them go. Yeah, I gotta tell you what I love about this, the complexity of this, which I'm, I know this is an overread, so bear with me. No, go no, it. go for it. Yeah, like what's happening in this is over and over again. Like when we see Richard Dreyfus and like making the decision to kick somebody down so that yeah. he could live. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what we're getting is individuals individualism versus assimilation, right? Oh, and just kind yeah, of like going absolutely. with. And why this is so important is because what we're living in is a post 9-11 America. Yeah. And so it's so interesting because what we had was were these conflicting messages, which was we have to all worship the flag. We have to all stand together. We will never forget, which of course this horrific thing happened, but it was it was used to unify us as one. And mm-hmm. yet it was to unify us as one and remind us that we are individuals. And so what Poseidon does so well, I think, is it it walks that line between individualism and the status quo, which, mm-hmm. you know, as Jordan and I have talked about the Disney video where the, you know, the Disney channel is, is showing kids like talking about the flag. And then at the, it ends it with talking about being an individual. Yes. Yes. Even though we're all the same. Right. This movie, Even though we're all the same. Poseidon, Poseidon is peak arts, culture, and history. And cool. that, yeah. I find that to be absolutely fascinating. The only thing that, like, didn't feel, that I was expecting them to cite in this one is when the movie, when the boat tips over, mm-hmm. I would have thought someone would be like, as it's starting to, like, rock and think someone would be like, oh, my God, is it terrorists? Because that is such a, oh, right, 2006, right. like, paranoia i mean there's so many times when i was in college in new york where like something would be weird and we'd all look at each other and be like is this it is this another ter-? like 
Mm. The, the whole city smelled sweet one day and we we're all like, oh, cool. So this is how we die. And they just couldn't figure out where the sweet smell came from. And we were like, wow, this is the weirdest bioterrorism ever. Right. Yeah. Speaking, yeah. It was weird. And I've like Googled it since. And they think that it had to do with some sort of syrup factory across the river in the way that in New Jersey and the way that the air rotate, the air flow happened to be that day. Wow. But it was definitely oh a God. thing like in 2006. It was like 2005, 2006, where we were all kind of on Facebook to each other being like, did you guys, does it smell really like, it smells like syrup outside. Are we uh-huh. dying? Hey, are we dying? Is this it? Yeah. And it was very like, this is just normal. This, I mean, I also was at daily show. I was the intern who carried the anthrax um, on flip. <gasps> so what? Wow. Yeah. I was actually the, the Amanda. intern. I, yes, this act, I was the one who carried it. Cause I did the mail run that day. Wow. Um, yep. Yep. Just, I'm like the I'm like Forrest Gump just being just adjacent to yeah history. just adjacent to history wow. um, but the point of that story being that like that was just this undercurrent of like oh are we all gonna die today is that just how it is in 2006 so yes. I was surprised that there was no name check which I didn't think of this before but now that I'm thinking of it as like in retrospect on the movie so Emmy Rossum's dad Kirk Russell yeah is um former NYC mayor did we think that he was the mayor at 9-11? Does Giuliani exist in the Poseidon verse? Right. This wow. is my question to you guys. What do you think? I think he was. Uh, he was the mayor. He was mayor. Hands down, say, he was yeah, the mayor was because mayor. everybody's talking about him like he is the biggest hero in the world. They are. He got he's them like, through He's it. very America's mayor, is, the way yes. people are talking to him. And people yeah. know him like a celebrity in the way that at that time, people talked about Giuliani. Okay. It's like, and nobody spoke, nobody talks about no, no other mayor is that, is that kind of famous. No other fucking mayor. No. Like the way they, like if say like the former mayor of LA is on that boat, like maybe some people contributed to Gavin Newsom's campaign or something, but like, it's not going to be like, oh wow, this reverence and this esteem, but like, Garcetti. Wow. Wow. Garcetti's on the boat. That's yeah. (laughs) Has been said by no one ever, ever, ever. And also yeah. he was, he was a firefighter too, right? right. Yep. He's like the mayor and firefighter, which means yeah. they're giving us the double aughts, you know, special. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. everybody we're supposed to worship is yeah. in this embodied in this one man. So as right. difficult as he can be, we have to forgive and love him because he's right. And, yeah. Oh my God. I feel like we have definitely established that he was the mayor of Poseidon timeline 9-11. Wow. Thank wow. God. Unless, Whoa! unless 9-11 Amanda, didn't were... happen in this universe. And that's why no one talks about terrorism because 9-11 <sighs> didn't happen in this universe because Kurt Russell stopped it. Oh my God. <laughs> he stopped 9-11. He stopped I 9/11. choose to believe this timeline. He, he that's the one. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and there is, and there is the fact that instead of preacher Gene, we have Dylan Johns, who is yeah. Josh Lucas's character, who was not a preacher, who they changed that character from being a man of God to being a former Navy, a former Navy man, like a yes. submariner turned pro gambler. Like our yes. hero goes. From That's being, a real Jennifer Tilly move, isn't it? Uh, like going from leading the flock to salvation to a fucking gambler and veteran. I thought that was such an interesting spin because of the fact that like you did have with Preacher, Preacher Gene was a fallen preacher too. Yes, yeah. He was like crisis of faith. Yeah, so we've gone from like a religious hustler to a financial hustler. Yeah. Which I found fascinating, but yes, he does not have, like Preacher Gene was slimy and gross and awful because it was, you know, you can't escape that with a Gene Hackman character. You just can't. You just can't. Love him for it. You can't escape (laughs) it. Um, But- 
in this case, he didn't have any of the charm. He had all of Gene Hackman's slime and none yeah. of the like con man charm that Gene Hackman had. And see, and that's a shock. And that is such a misuse of Josh Lucas, who is so overflowing with charm. It's almost distracting. Yeah. Mm. Like, and they don't give him any moment to like, hey, little darling. Like there's nothing about him that feels like he's the grifter that like, he should be to be like this smooth professional gambler. Like you can't just be a hard-headed dick the entire time. Like you have to, you have to seduce people in some way. And they're not giving Josh Lucas any room to, which that it feels, that feels like a brooch is the reality index because I don't think people would actually follow that fucking guy. No, I think they follow preacher Gene because people will follow a preacher foolishly even if he was right. But like, I don't think they'd follow that Josh Lucas. They would stay with Andre Brower. If you put Andre Brower and Josh Lucas head to head in some sort of like an oratory competition, yeah, I'm, again, I'm listening to everything Andre <laughs> Brower says. But even like, <laughs> I I find Josh Lucas to be very appealing and sexy. And that's a hard sell for me with men. And and yet I, and yet even, even I will like lower the shield for a Josh Lucas and in this, is just like, I'm not getting any of that vibe. Why'd you take that from Josh Lucas? See, I find this fascinating because I'm trying to think of a single time I've seen Josh Lucas and have trusted him. <laughs> I didn't say I trusted him. No, but like, or found him compelling. Like when I watch Sweet Home Alabama, I find I'm not so compelling. I don't, I'm always like, mm. No, he's like, he's got, there's something behind his eyes that feels to me when he's acting like an entitled white man pain that I don't want to deal with. I'm like, you look like you have pain behind your eyes, I'm not but saying I don't want to hear it. I'm not saying that's wrong. I thought he, so I was convinced the reveal was going to be that he was a villain. Remember, I yes. kept bringing oh, it up. I was certain. Yeah. I couldn't oh, wait for that third movie. act reveal. Yeah. He was, that he was actually responsible for the wave. Yeah, that he yeah. they had gotten he was under like the water throw the kid and used his guy or something. Oh no, a hundred percent. I thought he was going to yeah. toss toss that kid out of his way. Like this is he was going to have his big selfish moment. I was yeah. waiting yeah. for that. that like, that's the the yeah. character I thought he was based that's on the, the writing. Character they make him. That's the character they make him. Yeah, they they don't. That's what's so weird is that they give him a sense of honor while also making him completely honorless. Like the fact yeah. that yeah. he is the one who's like Richard. You got to kick him off. Whereas what they could have done was have Richard be like, I can't hold, like, you're not going to pull us both up. And then Richard makes a choice to kick Valentine off. I think and that's why Josh that scene, I think like, that's no, why that scene, both. I think that's why that scene, like, just doesn't, it doesn't, like, I like this, the raising of stakes immediately with having to lose somebody. Yeah. Yes. But I think the reason why it doesn't work for me is because it's so immediately mean spirited. Yeah. Mm. It's like, there. there's not a, well, if this is about tough choices. It's like, fuck that guy. And then like to, to go to have Josh Lucas saying, fuck that guy. And Richard Dreyfus kicking a man in the face is like one person has to not be metaphorically or literally yes. kicking a man yeah. in the face right now. And nobody's doing that except the women who are crying. You're totally, yeah. There needs to be someone as the counterweight going, no, we can still save him. Yeah. And just yeah. The, nobody's doing that. And yeah. it's really like, okay, what the fuck's, what did Valentin, what did Valentin do to anybody here? Which is really weird given how much effort they put into trying to save Elena, who yeah. from that point on just becomes a liability, which we're not going to, I, I mean, the, the fact that the two, like potentially, or at least read as Latin characters yeah. are both like the only two deaths really in that whole fucking party. <laughs> yeah. Is, Okay, too early 2000s. But she is, as a character, 
just a fucking liability from the very beginning. Oh my God. When we first, so background on her, she's not supposed to be on the boat. She's a stowaway. She is using the boat. She is, she is Jack from Titanic, not yes. supposed to be on this boat. She's taking it to New York to see her brother who is sick. Yes. And she is supposed to stay in the, in Valentine's stateroom. He's the one who smuggled her on board. And That's she, right. All she's got to do is just stay in there. And what does she do? Walk around the fucking boat. <laughs> but unlike Jack from Titanic, she is painted as not being like cool and sexy no, for it. No. It's like, oh, she has used her feminine powers. She's she's dressed like a, you know, she's dressed in a way that gets her on board. Like she they're commenting they on her. They absolutely paint it like he like they're into each other. And yeah. then you yes. find out she just that she just want needed kind she of needed to get out. Him. Yes. So it's like her but and it her feels, long skinny scarf. <laughs> but also, okay, I know that the film presents it that way, but in that scene where the two of them are in the kitchen in the beginning, it feels like they have actual chemistry. Totally. So I yeah. cannot believe the way that it ends up painting her later. I choose not to believe it. I think they did have chemistry. And sometimes you can have somebody who you care, like who you have chemistry with, they can help you get somewhere. Sure. Yeah. That's okay. That it doesn't mean you're using your body to get what you want. And also, if she wanted to, she should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the body. Get the ticket. Somebody get that girl across the Atlantic. Look, that was man that's where the reality the index. Yeah, that's where the reality index breaks for me. Is that why should why weren't they just hooking up? Like why wasn't why weren't they both like getting something? Like when it was like, oh no, I didn't really know him. It was like, oh wait, what? That wasn't Couldn't your. Believe it. Oh yeah. Okay. Not even like yeah, he was a really nice guy. Like something just like oh no, I just yeah, I just hitched right on the boat. Yeah. Okay. Didn't you know had, him. Didn't know him. Don't really care that you kicked him down an elevator shaft and then he got crushed by an elevator. Like, couldn't believe it. No, shocking. I, she was maybe, maybe she was just fully dissociating. Like, she's like, uh, and had to become a different person to like cope with this new group of people. I don't know. Cause this is wild. It's, it's so bizarre. And then, like, from that point on, she is just the one that they have to keep pushing to be a functioning person. Yep. And it, it like to the point where it's like you guys were ready to cut Valentine's right. fucking throat. Yep. And and everybody is going out of their way to keep this girl in a in an air duct with you when she is going to cost everyone their lives. Where's the pitch pitch Elena over the edge? Like where what where where did where did everyone's like duty to efficient survival go? Fucking okay. let let her stay. If she can't get in there, let her stay. She doesn't want to. Yeah. If we're pitching people over the side, get, send that kid with her. Send the oh, kid yes. with her. The that kid, what a waste. Terrible disaster child. Listen, I do not. Okay, look, I, kids are cute. That's fine. This kid had none of the things that make me like kids. He wasn't cute or charming <laughs> or funny. He had no, like, there was no payoff for having him around. No. He was just there to, like, look at shit at the wrong times and get lost. Are you kidding me? There's not that many places you can go. It's an upside-down cruise ship. <laughs> Same exact thought. I was like, what are you wandering off to? There is nothing to do here. That like, was a real, like, in, like in the way that, like, yeah, kids wander, that felt completely out of the realm of fucking possibility. Yes. It There's wasn't like no the way. initial moment of disaster where, like, a kid gets scared and runs. Like, my, mm-hmm. my grandpa was a firefighter, and they would, like, a thing that they would reinforce in the kids for, like, fire safety was don't run, like, don't go and hide, run out the door. Don't go run and hide because kids have an instinct to run and hide from danger. And he had some gruesome discoveries in his time as a firefighter with kids who ran and ran and hid. Mm-hmm. And, but like this kid, it's, we have passed the initial danger. We've passed the initial run, hide, mom, come find me. I'm in the closet moment. We've been in the disaster 
for fucking years at this point. And this kid just decides to go on a walkabout when they are three quarters of the way through this hellish obstacle course. Are you serious? Also, okay, I know I know that he is chased after. We see that there is a way into this like like metal cage that he has gotten himself into. I still cannot believe that he had enough time to get lost and then find his way back, but on the wrong side. Unbelievable. <laughs> I am look, I'm here with it. You know, I I, I love that. And if if that kid were cute or uh-huh. funny, again, mm-hmm. if there was any payoff to having him in here, yeah, great. Sorry, Kip, but you got yourself locked in a metal cage on a sinking ship. Good luck. Again, that's, I mean, that's the thing that we have with the terrible disaster children is that sometimes we're rooting for them. We are, sometimes there is a disaster child that we love. And yet, I mean, like we liked the original boy in, yeah, yeah, that was a good kid. We liked him. He was a good little disaster child. He knew the boat really well. Like he did. He knew he had a skill thing. He had a skill. Yeah. This child exists solely so that Dylan can exposit to him. Like that's uh-huh. just there for exposition. Oh my God, and, you're then, right. and then he oh God. wanders off and it's just shitty. Like, and okay, kid, let him die. I, and Dylan, I, I was honestly rooting at that moment for all three of them to bite it. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah. Was it, was it Taylor, Sam? Was it a uh, beloved movie night attendee, Taylor, who was going into full revolt, revolt mode during Poseidon ready to, who was just like, let him die. Fuck it, yes. kill him. They're just like the room had turned. We had t- on the child. Yes. There, there was no way that anybody would be we ha- we wanted blood. Yeah. Yeah. We were not going to be satisfied <laughs> until that kid was dead. No, we were not. <laughs> and Listen, they took Fergie. I, I, I hate to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. They took Fergie from me and they're gonna let that Connor kid make it. Are you joking? Yeah. He can't even he can't even sing. <laughs> He cannot. How many top 40 hits does he have? None. No. And and we saw her versatility. Again, two different songs, friends. <laughs> You're absolutely <God>. right. <laughs> no, and no. If, if Poseidon himself had to take one of them, why couldn't he take the child? I, I got to say, and I haven't seen the original like you two have, which I kind of love about this conversation because yeah. whenever you compare it, I'm like, God, I want to see the original. Oh, now, when you look, you think you love Fergie? Just wait until you meet Shelly Winters. Shelly oh Winters. Okay. Shelly fucking Belle Rosen is maybe the pinnacle of matronly Jewish women on film. Oh, my God. So wait, <laughs> do the women in the Poseidon Adventure have agency? No. Oh, okay, Absolutely. so, Bell, so no, that's Bell, consistent. Bell, Bell Rosen somewhat does. She has an arc. Yes. Bell has an arc for sure. Yes. Which, by the way, you said you were taking her through it as we were watching the movie, Jordan, which made me feel like she was a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I would love a mega mix. Just put her in there. Just cut to her because that sounded great. A I love that mix. ending. Because I, yeah. Watching them go through these hallways and stuff, I just... I don't, I don't know why I just wanted a little bit more because it felt Mm -hmm. it, it didn't feel smaller in the way I think the movie thought it was getting smaller. Instead, it felt a little bit repetitive instead of claustrophobic. I completely agree. And I, I, so by the time we get to, oh, well, okay. So they're trying to get out the ship, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and the only way out is obviously through the bottom. So they're going to go through the engine or whatever, like the rudders. They're going, they're heading to the bow because they're wanting to try and their plan is to exit through the thrusters. So they have to get to the big spinny fucking things that push the ship. They think they're going to get out through those tubes, through those thruster tubes. I, I, 
there had to have been a different plan, right? Like a plan B. <laughs> no. I feel like there was nobody there going, I don't know, guys, once we get there, what? how are we going to get through those blades? Because like, did they think, did they think that the engines had stopped? Was that their thing? I would assume that that's what well, they thought. Like, But also, how would they think they would get into the engine? Like, I know in this world it does, like they can, and then mm-hmm. they can get out. But it's not like the water's coming up. There. I don't know. I, I was in that moment. When he threw, what what did he throw? Was it a fire extinguisher? I'm trying yeah, to remember. Yeah, like an oxygen tank. I think. Yeah. I was That fucking yelling. sequence. That fucking sequence where it's like Josh Lucas is going to, because like the propellers are going and we have to stop them from going. Let's blow them up. Here's an oxygen tube. We're going to throw it through there. It's going to get caught in the blade. It's going to explode. And the way, like he dramatically gets like the port opening into the thruster tunnels open and then goes to throw the oxygen tank in it and it just fully gets stuck in the opening. (laughs) We have a incredibly long dramatic sequence where he's just not pushing on the tank to push it through the hole. Well, yeah, because he needed to hold on to something because of the suction that had been generated. And then his, and then just his ass goes through. (laughs) Couple of things. (laughs) First, I, I love that the solution never presented was just scoot it to the right a little bit so that no, it could no. suck the oxygen tank no, in. Just, so it, instead, it's like sideways on this hole and it can't fit, right? Yeah. Just needs a scoot. <laughs> just just, just needs a, give it a little push. Instead, they are they are doing math equations trying to figure <laughs> out how to get this thing out there. They are There's a full chalkboard and a professor like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like what impossible. geometry do we need to do? What physics need to be deployed? It's like, just push. Yeah, Just push one part of it. And that suction will drag it right through. And instead, it pulls, they get it through. It pulls Josh Lucas through. And then I think, Sam, it was you who was shouting at movie. Like, you're like, he's fucking dead. He's He's fucking dead. He just got sucked out of his ass. Like, he's not. Because here's the thing I learned, and look, this because this terrified me as a kid, that if you like in hot tubs where the pumps are, if you play on one of those, it can suck your insides out (gasps) through your butthole. Now, is this is this urban? Is this true? Probably not. Okay. Do I think it's true? Yes. Yes, because that definitely was a thing. That was the like, well, it'll suck your your insides out of your butt. So But sure, if it's not the hot tub, fine. Maybe, maybe the hot tub doesn't do that. You know what does that though? That ship. Yeah. (laughs) And the air suction from that. That man's butthole, his intestines would have been leaving at a rate that he would never get them back. It would be like one of those like ribbons that you throw on New Year's Eve, you know, like, I mean, there's, that's it. I couldn't believe it. I I couldn't believe he was alive. Yeah. 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 Shocking. Well, and, and because, and this is, and I won't, because I won't presume you remember, but I will, I won't say the character who, who does drown. The consequential character who does drown in the original, so it can stay a surprise for you, Sam. Yes, but it is a dramatic death when, like, because they have to swim under something and get through, and it's really long. They've got the same that sequence that they have where Elena dies. Yeah, where they all have to hold their breath and swim, which seems much longer of a swim than the swim where um, that Kurt Russell does at the end and dies. Oh yeah, in Poseidon Adventure, that swim is like years long but also like but we see it in poseidon this they have that same sequence because elena's skirt gets caught and it looks like they are swimming for 20 minutes so i don't know how kurt russell couldn't hold his breath the entire time getting to like 150 meters that's too long and i'm like they swam the length of the fucking boat 10 minutes ago um but yes that so that that is that one so they do have a very it's a very similar sequence to that elena death scene but not my issue is, is my issue is is that 
the the concept the consequential drowning death is not elena she's no she just drowned we don't care the consequential drowning death of a hero in poseidon is kurt russell like there's the moment where kurt and the fiance and and emmy's fiance are fighting over who's going to sacrifice themselves but they're pretending at that moment that it's not sacrificing themselves they're like i can make it like i can make it there can back i I can do it and the the fiance's like i'm younger i can swim faster and then while emmy's like don't go dad and then she turns around she's like don't go fiance and she's like begging her fiance not to go and in the meantime her dad just fucking goes because someone has to do this they're trying to get someone to like hit the emergency shutoff for the engine and it's 150 meters, so they'd have to go 300 meters, which is insane, there and back and live. And it's like, okay, listen, we know this is a one-way ticket. Nobody's fucking fooling ourselves here. I know so, why. I know where we fought. Yes. Kurt Russell. <laughs> but the thing is, Kurt Russell goes to hit the button. He hits the wrong button. He hits the wrong button. And it turns the motors in reverse. It doesn't even shut off the motors. At least our, our consequential hero who dies in Poseidon Adventure dies saving a life. They don't. They die and it's sad and they shouldn't have died. And it's like, but they made it. What do you mean? There's a heart attack now. They shouldn't have died. Kurt Russell just goes and hits the wrong button and dies for literally fucking nothing, which is why Josh Lucas has to blow up the turbines. The mayor of 9-11 New York in Poseidon just died for nothing. Died for nothing. Excuse me. I would argue with both of you. That was actually, no, you're both wrong. No, no, I want to hear. I want to hear. You're both wrong. He did that on purpose. That's his last, he hits that button on purpose. That's when he has a little, he's like, as he's drowning, which was brutal to watch and he's drowning. Yeah. And then like with his last breath or energy, he hits that button because the fiance had said previously, what if we throw things in there and then we'll jam the things. And they're okay. like, no, it's pushing them the wrong way. Okay. Uh, that was okay. his final acceptance. Okay. Metaphorical final acceptance of their marriage. Cause he, cause he basically is dead wow. and then comes back to a life yeah. for a second. And then he hits does the back. He hits the back. Yeah. And the fiance says like, Oh, he created suction. He's a genius. Okay. Now, whether or not he intentionally did that, or that was just the last minute flailing of a dead man entirely questionable, but, but that's not why me and Sam was, fought. That, there was the intention there. That's not why okay. me and Sam fought. Why did you fight? Well, okay. You, it's 300 meters, right? Yes. That's six laps of a pool. Okay. When I was on swim team and I'm just being real, right? Like, and look, we're not all on swim team. I get it. But this guy's like Kurt Russell. I mean, you can do four laps underwater. That's standard. Like mm-hmm. you like, okay. I don't want to say standard, but it's like what you work up to. I mean, that is a realistic thing where but it's like holding your breath a really long time. Six. So that's why I'm saying for him to just die though. I mean, it's the water's cold. His heart rate would have slowed. And I hear, I know that we're, I know we're going to disagree, but I just let me, I will at least set it up. I will at least set it up to me. This, and I I don't want to get nitpicky other than it just felt like he died a little too fast. I would love to have seen him swimming back and maybe made it halfway. And been like, you know what? Now that's a little bit too long. Like for me, Sam's Sam's immediate response in real time was like, see if I would have made this you can survive up to eight minutes underwater and the water is colder. And yes. so like, he should have lived. He should have lived. And I yes. immediately was like, absolutely not. So Amanda, what do you, th- like, I don't think you were positing immediately, Sam, that the death was actually unrealistic. Yes. Underwater. for Kurt I Russell. still feel that way. Like, that is deeply realistic. Okay. So reality index wise, I would argue it makes sense because he's not just swimming 150 meters. He then gets there and is trying to hit buttons. He has the like little moment with the um, emergency shutoff button. Like he's not just swimming there and back. He is spending additional time in that room. 
That being said, narratively, it's a total missed opportunity for him to not have hit the button, started to swim back. We think he's going to make it. We cut to the we cut to the like surface of the water. Emmy Rossum is staring. We're waiting for him to resurface. And then like, he just doesn't. Which again, Jordan, going back to a different death in Poseidon yeah. Adventure. Sure, yeah. That you and I both were like, wait, really? That's it? That's yeah. the end for him? Yeah. But he, it's just water. Yeah. We could have gotten that kind of a moment, except that it actually makes sense. Then you even get like the sad thing of like seeing how close Kurt, like his dead body floating. And we see like the light coming in not too far and see how close he was to making it. Yeah. Like give us that moment, at least so that there's like, I don't know, just it, it gives it a sense of stakes that we just continuously don't have with these deaths in the movie where it's like, okay, that was another thing that happened. I, I, if you ask me to swim a hundred meters, I'm going to make it a quarter of the way down the pool before I need to take a breath. But we're not the mayor of New York who saved New York. From 9/11. Right, this York. man, this man stopped nine yeah. 11. That's all. This man stopped nine 11. I just, but, I think saying, I think saying eight minutes as baseline is a very aggressive statement. Kate well, Winslet can hold that, her breath for five minutes underwater. So I don't know that, how no, you but think like, Kurt that, Russell can't do eight, but it, no, but what, but is that five minutes underwater still, or is that heavy exertion, but, swimming, high level decision making. I am for James Cameron, five minutes underwater holding her breath. Do you know how in- there is the only thing more intense than having to survive on a cruise ship that has been flipped upside down is trying to act underwater for a James Cameron film, okay? <laughs> but Out I, but there, like, there are listeners who are yes. like, I know about free diving. And listeners, okay, the three of you out there insane. who are like, yes, it is possible. And you know what I'm talking about. That's no, all. Free dive, now, trained look, free do divers, I, think I will hand it to trained free divers. Do I think he's a free diver? No. But <laughs> I I just wanted a little more from Mr. Russell in that we moment. We should have had more. And honestly, and I, now, and I, and I wish, and I know that now because I've spent so much time saying this, I'm this is how I'm going to die, right? <laughs> I'm going to need to go. I'm going to need to get 300 meters underwater and hit a button. And you know what's going to happen? I'm not going to make it. And at my funeral, Jordan, you're going to go, I loved Sam, but I told you. (laughs) But I told Sam not to do this. It was. But now you can start training. Now with this knowledge, you can start training. And with specific training, I believe in it. Specific training. I believe in it. Because yes, free divers are real. And I don't know how they're here's, real. Here's the they're problem. Real. I would have the confidence in that situation. I'd be like, oh, no, no, I got this. I did this when I was a kid. And then find <laughs> out I absolutely cannot. I would get there like 20 feet and I would be like, oh, no, I did that <laughs> again. Because oh, no. I do that. Yeah. I, I, I think I, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that, so, would be, that would be me with monkey bars. Is I'd be like, I can do it. I can get to the other side on these monkey bars. And then I'd be like, oh, no, what? Wait, upper body strength? What? <laughs> Oh, yeah, because you need to have, like, training to do mm-hmm. monkey bars. As an adult, <laughs> huh, you're not a amazing. child. How yeah. strong we were flinging ourselves around as children. Unbelievable. Which children have creepy, like, chimpanzee strength <laughs> that I... The, the the most difficult thing I have ever done was I was holding a five-year-old who was melting down in a church. Oh, my God. And wow. she just wanted to go to her mother who was up Five is big. That is a lot of human being to try and keep under control. I was just trying to keep her from running up to, like, bug her mom in the middle of a baptism. And she, the whole, I was like, oh, my God, this is harder than wrestling an adult man. There I believe just, that. 
the the raw just the raw strength of a what if child. they had had like that kid had to like climb across monkey bars essentially to like press a button that would have been fun that would have given <laughs> us a reason to like him yeah, but instead right. yeah we have kurt russell very calmly dying i mean look i just think too i'm so horrified by drowning i Hor- i think horrified. Yes. if I'm there was like that to me it. is the worst i'm i there are a lot of ways to not want to go to me drowning. I'm terrified of no, it. I'm, I'm afraid. I, I am. I am. A, I, I would classify myself as having a healthy fear of water. I'm not afraid to be in the water. I'm afraid of water. Yeah. I, I just, I could see him doing his whole, I don't know. He just seemed a little more calm than I wanted him to be, but maybe that would have been too horrific. It was a pretty, it was so horrific that like yeah. convulsing and the shaking. Oh my but God. But it was so that, fast. Okay. Oh, All right. D- no, but did you want just, Kurt ooh. Russell to draw it out? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I did give him a fucking honorable. Di- I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I think I was just mad about it. And then I doubled down. No, but it's the environment of it is really anticlimactic. Like, it, it just felt like I wanted itself. more. Yeah, That's the room all. itself doesn't feel like a cool underwater room. It's just like, if it well, was okay, it's dark. Just throwing this out there. If it had been some cool ops, more laid out with some obstacles or mm-hmm. felt like yeah. there was something there. I think I would have never even been thinking about how he died or how far it was, but because, and this is, this happens, right? Yeah. Because it just, it was just laid out there. This is what's going to happen next. It's one man passing the bond, baton to the other man yeah. and then going to mm-hmm. sacrifice himself. It was kind of like, I had plenty of time to think about it. Yeah. yeah. I hear yeah. you. And no, I, I hear you. And I wish, honestly, I just wish that like Emmy had something to do with the success of that moment. Anything yes. besides just ha- forcing her father to make the choice by default because she was begging her. It's like you you told your dad not to go, but then you begged your fiance not to go. So you made your choice at me. Yeah. yeah. You made your choice here. You acted like you didn't want both of them to go, but you made your call. Oh my God, you guys, she has to leave that boat with everybody that she loves is dead, but except for that guy. Yeah. Like she had <laughs> She has to marry him now. I know yeah. that, that divorce is going to happen as soon as the first time she says, I wish that you had gone instead of my dad. <laughs> oh, wow. What a card, though. You know, she's yes. going to hang on to that one for a real yeah. special moment. A special moment. You know, my like father Christmas, would have been you know, like, she's going to be holding, holding a goblet of a martini mm-hmm. and just so throws a ring at him. Like, I want all of that. And it's going to be after he has, like, He's had like his third failed small business idea yes, that exactly. he just uh-huh. can't see it through. Mm-hmm. And like her dad could see anything through. Her dad stopped 9-11. Like it's going to be mm-hmm. that like completely yeah. diminute, like diminish his manhood in the face of her father. But he was asking for it because, you know, this happened after he like begged her basically to make a surprise birthday party for him. That he like <laughs> She had to go through all the things and then he wasn't satisfied with it. And that's when she's standing there with the martini. Happy birthday. Yeah, I wish I wish it had been you and not my dad. <laughs> I hope she does. She say that in her speech. Of like I, as a to- like a toast yes. to my husband. Yeah. Oh my god! Through. Yeah, she. Which is why my dad saved us from the boat. She's three martinis oh. in by the speech, and she's like, "Fuck it." Yeah. Okay. Or does Poseidon she say when? Or does she say this? <laughs> Wait, you guys. Question though: Does she say it then, or does she say it on Christmas Eve after the children have gone to bed? Oh God. In the dark room, lit only by like the fireplace and their white lights, Christmas tree. As she's slowly drinking it and just staring at the pile of wrapped presents. And the great thing about this oh is I can God. 100% see it still being Emmy Rossum. Oh, like, yes. I want Emmy Rossum to do this. 
I wonder, maybe she chooses both opportunities. (laughs) Right. You know, maybe there's never a bad time to bring it up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're like at the McDonald's playland and the kids are just like a little bit too loud. And she's like, it should have been you. (laughs) She said it so many times at that point. She doesn't even have to give context. All she has to say is it should have been you. (laughs) And he knows exactly what it means. Mm Wow, I want this. I want this. this. Oh, desperately need this now. Like, if nothing else, I want, like, I want Emmy Rossum to do this for, like, some sort of, like, New York Times acting video, like, that they do at, like, award season where she just, like, it's a, it's the shadow sequel to Poseidon where she's just ruining the marriage of the man she's been stuck with since 2006. (laughs) And then she goes on to become a free diver because she'll never be in the situation her dad was. (laughs) Never. She's taking control. She's taking control. Well, I love that ending. (laughs) This is the movie we need, guys. You're so right. Like that kid should have had a skill. Yeah. Like there I should mean, the have been like monkey bar to, the to like save having somebody. a tiny hand. But he, oh, the tiny hand. He has a tiny hand. Oh. But like, all right, cool. I mean, he <laughs> could have also, you know, unscrwed that grate a little faster. No, where's his doll made of rocks? Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want one <laughs> endearing moment with him. Yeah. No, I wanted that child to to not feel like just absolutely the dead weight that he was. Yeah, the thing where we know he's like, oh, actually that's a little queer kid. And like, he's got, he's got like an imaginary friend or an interesting wardrobe choice. Like, like you said, a doll made of rocks. (laughs) Or again, going back to original Poseidon Adventure, a weird fixation with the boat. That kid knew everything about boating. And like, wow, that's so good. Collapsed that into Josh Lucas's character this time. And so they were like, like, we don't need the kid to have a skill. Just make Josh Lucas know it. Josh Lucas knows everything. That's how he knew to put water onto the handle of the doors, which the kid was immediately going to just grab. Yeah. yeah. Again, oh, yeah. just let the kid grab it. Like, let him learn, man. <laughs> Amanda, I forget. In the original, was there a room of bodies that had just been like cooked? Um, I don't remember. That was so good I, in the 2006 great. one. So here's the thing that I thought was kind of interesting about this was that it felt like there were more shout outs to Towering Inferno than there were to oh. um, that is a very good Poseidon point. Adventure. Because when we get the first initial wave chaos, what happens? A woman in a white dress falls out of an elevator. The fall, yep. That, and I, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh my God, it's Towering Inferno. In all of Disaster Girls history. Oh my God. I still can't believe I didn't realize that was happening at the yeah, time. Yeah, it was such a sad death. Amanda didn't even realize it had taken place I, on screen. I actually she, like immediately of, shielded herself from yeah, that. Yeah, I went, I kind of disassociated in that moment. It was like, no, that's not what's happening. Yeah, here. there's a nice old lady falling out of an elevator. After and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. she's dead. And Amanda's like, she's not dead. And I was like, Amanda, she fell like 70 fucking stories out of an elevator. She's like, what? So she I made has, her a gif of this horrible moment. Yeah, as, as is Jordan's strength in, in life. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, it happened here. Look, here's a little loop. Yeah. Um, here it yeah. is. For context, she and Fred Astaire in his old age have a love story going. Yeah. And also she has a pet cat. And <laughs> the, movie, right. the movie basically ends with a stranger handing him the pet cat. As he's like looking for her and then he realizes that she didn't make it. And now he's stuck with this pet cat. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a real Texas chainsaw. Here's a baby. I guess I'll adopt it. <laughs> yeah. moment, isn't it? Amanda, we had the best crossover recently of disaster girls and, and oh my God, and with, with the disaster adoption. Yeah. And how, as is customary in yeah. a disaster movie, if you are the hero and the child's parents do not survive, congratulations. It's your, your child parent. Now. 
Yeah, it's the chain of custody of children. Yeah. <laughs> naturally. Yeah, no, that's just well, how it happens. Have either of you seen, okay, well, two questions. First, have either of you seen the sequel to the Poseidon Adventure from the 70s? No, that is no. I was reading about, so after this, so even though, despite what it sounds like, I loved Poseidon so much. I was like, I need to yeah. know this world intimately. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, Sally Field mm-hmm. in in a boat. Okay, yeah. Sally yeah. Field is in the They were sequel? just like, yeah. here it is. We're just going to have her do this at the same time. So it's like all <laughs> timeline, like same, same disaster, but now we're going to do it through Sally Field's perspective. Wait, I is am... that what Sub- that Poseidon Adventure sequel is? Is it's yes. concurrent timeline? I believe so. It's like, it happens. I think it's something like the first movie happens and then there's still people in it or something. Wow. Yeah. Oh, because it's escape from, that's right. Because it's a, it is like the escape from. Yeah. Oh my so, God. Oh, beyond so, the Poseidon Adventure. And it's got <laughs> Michael Caine. So yeah, so it's like other. a little bit farther. You know, yeah. you keep looking and it's beyond. It's just like, wow. oh, there's Sally Field. She was there the whole <laughs> yeah. time. She was in another I, room. Okay, second question. Have either of you seen the 2005 movie, The Poseidon Adventure? No. So Ooh, I, I don't listen, I'm going to bring it back to Borders. Not. You know, no, I always bring do. bring it back to Borders. But I worked at Borders in 2005. This movie, The Poseidon Adventure, was a made-for-TV movie, and it was based on the book, and that's how they got away with it. They they pushed this book remake while this one was a remake of the film. Ah. And, they, and they were able to release it in 2005 as a made-for-TV movie so that by 2006, you could rent it on DVD, and people would think that was the one with Fergie. Oh, so my God. This nefarious. one, it, it says... A cruise ship succumbs to a terrorist act. Yeah, this has, uh. yes, this has a, a bomb goes off on the SS Poseidon. God, Rutger Hauer is in it. Whoa. Yeah. Adam Baldwin, Steve Gutenberg, it's got the goot. See <laughs> Thomas wow. Howell. I, I just wait, want to wait, hold on. See Thomas Howell and Rutger Howard? Wait, yes. what? So, oh so my a hitcher reunion. A fucking okay. hitcher reunion. Oh my God. I just want to point out you get through six actors before you get to a single woman. Thank God. Alex <laughs> Kingston is in it. <laughs> Adam Baldwin. Adam wow. Baldwin. Yeah. So this is taking the wow. plot that we are, would have been, that we imagined existed in Poseidon with the yes. terror attack. And a group of ragtag survivors spearheaded by a priest and a homeland security agent. Oh my oh god. My god. This is the 9-11 Poseidon. Oh my god. I am shocked. This is incredible. Wow. Oh god. Jordan, can we do one more single topic podcast? Also- <laughs> just add it to also- and just have it be Poseidon. Like just a series of podcasts about all the Poseidon iterations. I mean, there's clearly oh, so much to say. He Throwing it out friends- there. This one is three hours. <laughs> we have tackled, we've tackled a mini series already. This would be our second mini series. It is. I will. I have to just posit that the person who wrote the Poseidon Adventure TV movie also wrote Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, okay. So they're a great screenwriter. They're a great wow. screenwriter. Oh, I am here for that. Wow. <gasps> this is incredible stuff. Well, this is coming to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. The only oh way for us to God. get it is that we have to buy the DVD. So I'm going to do that uh, when we're done recording tonight. And then we'll include, we're going to have a lot. We have a lot more to cover with this person because they also seem to have wow. written the television miniseries Pandemic starring Tiffany Amber Thiessen, which I'm simply not missing. Oh, thank God. It sounds it, like essential watching. It yeah. has Eric Roberts and Faye Dunaway, everybody. And French Stewart. Man, this guy really gets a cast behind it. That is wow. the the bingo card. 
Wow. If you had said to me, name four actors, one of them is a legacy <laughs> actor, one of them is a sitcom actor, one yeah. of them is like a teen soap actor. Yeah, one of them, one of them was a teenage heartthrob, like yeah. dream girl. And one of them is character actor. In no universe <laughs> would I have pulled French Stewart, Faye Dunaway, Eric Roberts, and Tiff. I might have guessed Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah. <laughs> I might have gotten, if you're like character actor, I might have gone Eric Roberts. Yeah, like he's a good bet. But then so when yeah, you start we- getting into Faye Dunaway, that's when you get into like just spinning the wheel of fortune. And this is what happens. <laughs> it's the wheel of fortune. And also it's the director of Jaws 3D. So that's exciting. <gasps> oh, yes. Obviously, I- this is a man who knows what to do with water. I love the feedback loop of the disaster movie realm. God, what a world that I didn't even know existed because of Poseidon. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that you deep dove it. Thank you for deep diving. Yeah, it. thank you for, thank you, well, of course, for bringing essential 2000s information. I'm to here this for podcast. it. You know, if I have one job, it's to make sure that we remember Fergie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she would have been in the miniseries too. I'm going to miss her when we watch it. She's not there. Can I, can I give you just one last Fergie fact? Yes, please. So in the song, I'm a B, she talks about being in A-list flicks. And I imagine Uh what she's singing about is starring in that, well, not starring, but uh, appearing in Poseidon. He's being the marketing tag for Poseidon. Well, I assume she thought she was starring in it because she, she filmed more footage that got cut to make this an hour and a half. Yeah. Right, because I want the three-hour Fergie release. Right. But so in some ways, if you think about it, if we never had Fergie in Poseidon, we wouldn't have had Amabi. No. Wow. Because at that really point, Really she... a classic Black Eyed Peas song. Yep. Yep. And a moment. This butterfly effect, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, pow, you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a world. I gotta now, be honest, guys. I did not realize how many hits Fergie had until you started listening. No, to for real. Like Hell until yeah, this dude. podcast, because I it, I was, you know, not big girls don't cry. Clumsy. Oh my god. Oh my yeah. No, Fergie. Fergie glamorous. has. I yes. and I'm so glad you glamorous. It. Glamorous is normally the one my go to because of the way that it's featured in the original Gossip Girl. Oh, oh yeah. The Constance Art. Ballard. Oh, brilliant. Like that is everything that I, I, cause I so want the new, the new one to bring that level of like knowing maximalism. Yes. Yes. And I just, it needs its choir singing glamorous moment. (laughs) Yes. Yes. While like Blair and Serena have a, well, they had that. I think that happens while they're having a field hockey fight. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Like God, I think you're Serena right. Serena and Blair uh-huh. play a sport. They, they do. They have to. They play. They play field hockey in PE, and like Serena body checks Blair oh, while that for Jenny sings "Glamorous" as part of <laughs> Jenny. Hockey. It's yes. Jenny Humphrey. Well, we Jenny are? Humphrey wow. is part of the uh, part of the Constance Billard choir singing "Glamorous." It is. We are we are not giving Ludacris the credit he deserves while talking about glamorous because he, <laughs> he came in clutch in that song and I think people you know what that's fair not in the way like it like him in uh, Luda in glamorous is greater than Snoop in um Pussycat Dolls 100%. buttons 
But not greater than Snoop in uh, Katy Perry, California no. Girls. No, no, absolutely not. Just to make sure we're clear about where the, where he stands on the spectrum. Where the yeah, parameters. On the we're Snoop gonna, Dogg We're going to talk about anybody featuring on a Katy Perry song. It's inevitably going to be better than anything else they feature on. I still think that the greatest rap Kanye West has ever done was his rap on for- E.T.? On E.T. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I know a bar out by Mars where they're driving spaceships instead of cars. <laughs> Cop a Prada space suit among the stars. <laughs> Tell this me is, that's not. This is like Sam line. reciting the real Slim Shady. I can't this remember is like the next Sam line. off the top of his head doing the real Slim Shady. I can't remember the next line, but when I, he says rockets on decks, something, 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 tell you what's next, alien sex. Alien, First, tell me what's next, next alien, alien sex. sex. That's right. First, yeah. I disrobe you, then I'ma probe you. Then I'ma probe yes. you. Wow. See, I abducted you, so I tell you what to do. Fucking would have been. <laughs> I'm so, like, that is, I, I will not normally use this phrase, but that is a man who knew the assignment. Yeah. He understood. <laughs> Kanye you know West what? understood the assignment better in that one moment than anyone, than he has ever understood any great work that he has done because he was like, oh, you need me to do a rap about like aliens, like sexy aliens? Okay. Got it. There, Got it. there have been few I mean, lines of any song delivered ever with the proper, with the commensurate level of conviction that Kanye does say, tell me what's next alien sex. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he says it with authority he, and he's saying it as the abducting alien. <laughs> wow. Which I just, the I love Alien that. POV. Alien POV. There was a, there was a, a period of time where there was no one better to feature on your song than Kanye. Cause like he would bring it every single time yeah. and have the most yeah. unbelievable wordplay that still tied into what the rest of the song was. Tell it's me what's next. Alien. He was unstoppable. Tell, tell, no, tell I'm, you what, tell you what's next. He's tell you, I'll tell you what he's next. going to tell you what's next. Alien sex. First, he's going to probe you. Then he'll disrobe you. Or no, first he'll disrobe you. Then he's going to, I was going to say that feels like, I had, like you that. are, t- I mean, you are speaking to the right audience because yep. my favorite Kanye West song is a remix of Me Against the Music. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying, like, anybody guesting on a Katy Perry song, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't know how she's like the Jack Antonoff of having, <laughs> where she's like going to just bring out the best possible version of them. I mean, definitely the only time I've ever heard of Juicy J is because of the song Dark Horse. So she, she I mean, just brings out the best. She really brought out the best in 303. <laughs> they didn't even have to rap about something ableist <laughs> twist wow. yeah thank you for that digression everybody into kanye and katie perry um yeah and the, the bottom line for the for poseidon is that they make it through the 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 engine tunnel they get off the boat and they get on a right life, life raft the only person a convenient lost- life raft a very convenient floating nearby life the raft. The easiest life raft. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. The fuck was that doing out there? I it couldn't believe well it. might have had an invitation yeah. waving from it like a flag. No, the fact It wasn't even like it. 20 life rafts. You know how, yeah, like, okay, it if it's spilled one. over and it's like, there's a bunch of them, great. I would believe that, but one yeah. life raft right where You're you need right. it. Yeah. 20 life rafts would have made more sense. Right. Or like, again, getting them onto just big float, like, to do the Titanic comparison, get them onto fucking doors and shit. Like there's a lot of things floating. It doesn't have to be the life raft. No, because the, it's the boats, it's the ship's GPS that hails disaster relief. Yeah. So it's not like there's something on the raft that saves them. Right, so there's no reason, but the life raft is there and it is conveniently placed and everyone has made it through. 
except for Kurt Russell, Elena, and Valentin. Which one thing that did surprise me as I we were getting to the point where like Richard Dreyfus had to do the swimming through water, the hold your breath and like the you know that they had to do a lot of sequences in water tanks. The one the prolonged sequence in a water tank where they're underwater completely. I thought that he would have negotiated in his contract to have been killed off by then. Like the, way that, <laughs> the way that for like Dancing with the Stars or The Masked Singer, they like very clearly negotiate into their contract. I'm only going to do four episodes to so vote me off after four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going to get, like it's Richard Dreyfus. He has other things to do with his time. I would have thought he would have negotiated a fat fee because as we know, he did use this to pay for Ben's college. Yes explicitly stated i have the tweet screenshotted by by ben dreyfus yes <laughs> no, of, of richard replying to ben saying i used the poseidon money for your college because <laughs> one of the great exchanges to me on, of all time on twitter is richard dreyfus in conversation with his children ben and emily talking about i think like a man like that maybe their stepdad or a woman that they're a man that their mom was dating at the time and ben was giving his dad shit about his like this other man being better than him and Richard Dreyfus responds to Ben and he says, yeah, well, was Dan nominated for best social media dad? Ben? <laughs> <laughs> like, good for Richard Dreyfus. Excellent for Richard Dreyfus. Just take pride in the fact that your online presence is on the like, when you talk about the chaotic good, chaotic neutral, chaotic evil kind of quadrant or nine Tetra, whatever. <laughs> character alignment chart. Matrix. Yeah, the character alignment chart. On one end of like chaotic, you've got chaotic, good, what is it, neutral? And then what's the other one? It's like lawful. Uh, lawful yeah, good. lawful. Lawful good, you have Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> yes, yes. Chaotic good, you've got Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> On the like Twitter dad, like the Twitter dad chart. Chaotic good Richard Dreyfus. Chaotic good Richard Dreyfus. So I was truly shocked that he did not like I, in terms of reality index, not within the world of the movie, but within the world of like knowing a little bit about Richard Dreyfus's personality. <laughs> I was surprised he made it all the way to the end. It was it was quite the impressive showing. Yeah. I was also surprised just because he was a gay character and it Honestly, was 2006. Even yeah. today, I mean, queer characters rarely show up in these kinds of films. So it's amazing that he showed up and that he kicked a man off his leg and then lived <laughs> yeah. to the end of the movie. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. No, that is that is quite the turn. Um, For a movie that is so backwards at all the wrong moments, yeah. it got <laughs> that. It kind of got that right. I mean, yeah. He did have that dramatic suicide moment where like, look, if the if the ship wasn't about to sink, he would be dead. Right, because right, because he, he was gonna fucking like, jump. Yeah, he was gonna yeah, jump. you know the barrier gaze trope, but you know that big wave was coming, and he's like, "I would rather drown with a bunch of strangers, <laughs> yeah, than do than it right now willingly." Well, yeah. I, just to be fair, he did take a moment and was like, "I can die out here, or I can die with Fergie," and I think he made the choice. Oh my god, you know what? Made. Yeah. Yo, and, and you made the right choice. He followed Every, Sam's yeah. heart on that one. Yeah. No, any of us, when faced with the, the options, I would, I'd be like, no, I'm I'm going out with Fergie and, and Andre Brower. Andre Brower clearly knew peace in that moment. So yeah. Yeah. She just gazes upon you and suddenly like you just go gently into the light. Now on the Fergie note, do we feel like we're ready to go on to what this movie was really about? I do want to take a moment to just discuss how on point for the early 2000s, early 2000s, 
the dad's preoccupation with his daughter's virginity was. Oh, that's a very good like, call. Like, just I know that this this is going to be just a, an epically long. This is this movie is this our our episode is going to be longer than the movie. It's going to be longer do, than the Poseidon Adventure. Like, it's such a weird character choice in terms of things that could in terms of ways that they could create tension between father, daughter, and yeah. future son-in-law. Is like they're sitting too close together on a couch. Which, sir, why did you bring along her boyfriend then? Yeah, like my parents never would have brought along any of my boyfriends on any family vacation. Mm -mm. <laughs> my dad asked the other night when we were talking about like our friend, uh, uh, my brother's friend, who has been dating his girlfriend since early college, and my brother was saying like, yeah, you know, they he goes along on their family trips to Hawaii, and my dad was like, are they allowed to stay in the same room? <laughs> my brother's like, yeah, they stay in the same room because my like. My parents would not have allowed that in college. They won't allow it as an adult. Like, right, yeah. I don't think if I were going on a trip, I would have to, I would, they'd be like, okay, you can, we're bringing along begrudgingly your boyfriend of 15 years if I had one. Yeah. But mm -hmm. you'll be in separate floors of the house. Yeah. Like you're, we're going to get, we're getting a suite and you'll stay in our room and Alex and your boyfriend can bunk up in a different room. Yeah. Like, your brother and your boyfriend. Just my brother and my boyfriend will take would would be in it because that's so the fact that he brought the daughter's boyfriend along is in and of itself like what were you expecting? And then when he calls out the fact that she's showing cleavage, I, which was said so weirdly. Yeah, she leans over her father and he says, "I've got eyes, honey." Oh God, Dad, why are you looking down her shirt? I hate it. I hate it so much. Hate it so much. It's crazy to me that there are people on that boat who would think that there were other things to do on a New Year's cruise ship than fuck. <laughs> I mean, if you aren't there, it's New Year's Eve. If you aren't there to show off your tits and get laid. Yeah. What? It's not, It's what? this isn't, I mean, this isn't like, I don't know what holiday is less sexy, but one of those. <laughs> this isn't gonna... a Mother's Day cruise ship. Yeah. This isn't, you know. This is on Arbor Day. Yeah, this isn't winter solstice. You know, know that like, sounds like uh -huh. it can get pretty wild. I know that, yeah, that no, does seem solstice, a little sexy, get, right? Yeah, a solstice okay. is like no clothes yeah. allowed. Yeah, I take no, it back. It might be winter solstice. Bucket. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's the New Year's cruise. I mean, yeah. they're lucky that those people are so sober. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It's a New Year's cruise. There should be just vomit everywhere. They were, yeah. They were just right around midnight, and those people were were stone cold sober. <laughs> 2006 like her outfit for, is daytime casual 2006 that is not, <laughs> like that wasn't even a going out top that was not a a gold hawk brand silk cami that was <laughs> which who who amongst us did not wear a knockoff version from wet seal do the kids still have going out tops I don't think that they think of it with that term. And I do think that they're now bodysuits almost consistently. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, makes me crazy when I'm shopping for a going out top. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's cute. And then I realize it's a bodysuit. Oh, you're finding a lot of body. So like you're seeing, it's like, Jesus, what's all the bodysuits? Yeah, they did. Like the bodysuits are things for some reason. Wow, okay. I don't know. They didn't learn from our mistakes of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> the concept body of the, the going shit. <laughs> I hope Jason's in a bodysuit right now. <laughs> Jason's I'm not like, right I got now, but I am more often than you'd think. No, Jason, wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Jason, bodysuits aren't onesies. Yeah, bodysuits are like the tight 
They're like, skin. They're like leotards that it, have. It's snaps. like a bathing yeah, suit. I stand by what I said. Okay. <laughs> I said what I said. Great. Okay. Great. Never mind. I so I know you've worn a onesie. I just wanted to confirm no, that you I'm knew. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. Yeah, it's a jumpsuit. I okay. I just I I on the on the Neon Demon pod recently uh, the the Roxana invoked the going out top and oh. there are a few phrases that I think give me more delight actually yeah. than somebody saying a going out top. The going out top. There's just so much good feeling wrapped up in the going out top. A lot of complicated feelings as well, but. Yeah. No, you had your going out top, you pack your lip glosses, your your <laughs> tiny, your comically small purse. Yeah. <laughs> they can only hold your lip gloss. Yeah, your lip gloss and and your razor phone. And then yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. The going out top. I mean, like, oh, and I do I want to lo- shout out, I do want to shout out the the club, mm-hmm. the club location. Oh, yes, the club. The, in the boat where we spend so much time trying to save one person from falling scaffolding. That's like, you've got to get the fuck going. Yeah. Why are we still dealing with the scaffolding right now? I did not know scaffolding was that heavy. Is, I mean, I'm skeptical. I, I, they were very skip. In fairness, it is two very skinny women. Trying to yeah. <laughs> they don't. Yes. And talking about upper body strength, like those are not women who could do the monkey bars. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay. So now do we feel prepared to go on to what this movie was really about? Yes. We'll after. do that after a word oh, from that's our right. beloved sponsor. Yes, beloved to Sam as well. I'm gonna yeah, say that's oh, true. Who is it? Who is it? You'll find out in a moment. <laughs> do you love movies? The good ones, even the bad ones. Everyone told you not to like. It sounds like Super Yaki might be the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their lives to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts saluting the brave of us who go to the movies by themselves to comfy sweatshirts and aprons commemorating historic events like the night Florence Pugh made marmalade or that time Gail Weathers published a thrilling book. Yes, (laughs) I'll send you a copy. (laughs) Super Yaki will send you a copy because they even carry enamel pins of some of your favorite directors like Hayao Miyazaki and Guillermo del Toro. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to your favorite movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride and journalists, of course. <laughs> Plus the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly 100% water-based inks and ships using compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping that might th- leave you thinking, bam, Sid, super bitch. <laughs> and as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with code DISASTERDIVA, all caps, no spaces, DISASTERDIVA, at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies. And yes, Sam, me and you, big super yaki advocates uh, on our own time. Do you guys super want to- is the best. They're, They're amazing. The, guys, They're the best. Super Yaki, we, I, I was just tweeting about going to um, this this Scream marathon and Super Yaki and how badly, and, and Jordan said, we should have a shirt that says, yeah. uh, I'll send you a copy. And Super Yaki fucking made it. And you can actually buy that shirt. Yeah, uh, I was like, how fast can you guys do this? And they were like, we are on it. And, and not they only got that, it but they made this- it fast as fucking possible that Amazing. same crazy highlighter of gail weathers like total like suit power suit skirt <laughs> yeah. that's the color of the t-shirt alt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like there's of course there's the black one because it's a horror thing but like then there's also that one and if you know you know if you know you know and it just looks cool i don't know and i still was like that's cool because i've never seen scream because i'm a coward um but it still looked cool as shit I just, I, 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 I'm so, I'm so proud that they sponsor us. I truly am. 
it's they have consistently every time we get to do that we do this it feels like every time we're doing this this uh, this spot for them they have a new collection that's just like damn <laughs> yeah. yeah we're hyped great. about yeah great yes give us that like fuck yeah so now I'm at guess- the point where I'm that person that's logging on as soon as they release stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Because they because, sell out. Because yeah. the, the, the like the, the I'll send you a crop, I'll send you a copy crop top. You know I wanted one. Don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> and they truly, I mean, like, not for nothing, but they don't make exceptions either. Like no. when no. I when I had a a significant person in my life who was very influential and a big fan of someone that Super Yaki was promoting and I missed the uh you know the the wave of orders I couldn't get it no nope. <laughs> did you did you name drop get it. I no yeah she I I name dropped she separately wow. tweeted them not knowing that I had already was trying to pull some strings <laughs> with our good friends there but they just they pull don't they don't hold stuff aside doesn't matter oh. if you're the head writer of SNL yeah when you so wait so i guess this is when we all find out so jason's uh dating michael che i'm dating michael che he's he's in a throuple with scarlett johansson and colin (laughs) anyway congratulations to all of the expectant fathers out there (laughs) in this situation yeah i need i need that birds of prey that like creamsicle cover oh, colored birds it's of prey so crop. Good. I need that so bad in my life and it won't happen I mean I they it. do bring that like I I, I know I, every time I don't know do, for sure but I have a hunch that they're bringing back uh Jennifer's body for the fall so every time that's they do sure. a restock I look for it like that's the thing I look for and because okay. I I, I want to support you with Jennifer's body but the problem is oh, again a it coward, doesn't have to be your have thing. not seen it yeah so I feel like I only closer. said that as evidence of like archived archive designs we yes. can keep pope alive that birds of prey shirt made me really really wish i could in any universe pull off a crop top i think you can jason, I you can, jason. with your bucket hat yes <laughs> oh my god i don't know I, I think i'm still another year or two sam away is from a crop enthusiast Listen, we'll we'll talk after this but i'm going to show you at least you need a training crop so <laughs> what you need to do is is well okay we're not going to talk after this you need to take a t-shirt <laughs> And you need to do like a baby crop. Like it's just going to show a peak of like skin right, and make like sure right it's a very big. Like it's shrunk in and just, the wash. Yes. And I, I'm telling you the confidence you will feel, you will feel <laughs> like a new man and it'll be your gateway crop because you'll just want to go shorter. But yep. what do you do about the happy trail? You just let it. No, yes. Oh, you, happy trails are awesome. Purposes. That is are you for kidding because, me? because Jason, their eyes are going to go there and they're going to be like, look at this sexy motherfucker. <laughs> His happy trail is just peeking out. Mm-hmm. Then my girlfriend's going to be mad and then she's going to dump me. What am no, I going to do? No. Your girlfriend is going to be stoked because she's going to be like, yes, guess what? That is my Anne. And <laughs> is that hot? And I made the right choice. Wow. You yeah. have to, you Sam is the, folks. Sam's the definitive word on the crop top. So when you, when you see me posting, posting an attention uh, grab on Instagram of me wearing a crop top, <laughs> you'll know why it happened. Super Yaki, bring back the birds of prey crops so that Jason can post thirst traps in a crop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And now, 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 now we get to, we what was this to move episode on? really, yeah. What is just this episode really, to all those what is the sponsors really about? out there who, who, by the way, I just want to say for all those spawns, potential sponsors out there, this yeah. is this isn't copy they told us to read. No, it is no. not. We stop at, the, at the, when we give the URL. That's the end of the copy. Yeah. The, yeah. 
this is all bonus. And like, we just went above and beyond. We're also yeah. members. So, yeah. so that you know. ad just became integral content to the show. That's the thing. It wasn't separate. <laughs> That's baked in, baby. Yeah, we that can't is, cut that stuff out. So you can't skip that and still be listening to the episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you have you need that to be able to continue. You get your money's worth is our point. Is <laughs> our point. Yes. So email us at disastergirlspod at gmail.com. <laughs> okay, what is this movie really about? Let's get back to the podcast. Um, yeah, do you have a thought, Amanda? I was going to let our guest Sam go first. Yeah, Sam, okay, do you have a, a thought on what this movie is really about? I think this movie is about um, the confines of heteronormativity and mm. how mm. Uh, it can hold you back in an emergency situation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it really, to me, had me thinking, God, I'm really glad I'm gay. <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't have any problems that a lot of these people did uh, just letting go of <laughs> a couple of things and or situations or children. It's like Army of the Dead. It's like Army yeah. of the Dead. No, but I, I actually I, this is really God. I know this is like a real a real moment and this is not what the movie's about, but I don't know why I can't. It just makes me think dad's prying eyes. So, OK, <laughs> there's this movie that Ashley Tisdale started in, in 2008 um, and it's called oh, uh, Picture Perfect. Or no, picture this, picture this. Sorry. Okay. But my friends and I will call it dad's prying eyes because of the <laughs> awkward. That is terrifying. I hate everything it, about this. It's the, well, because she, she dresses a little too sexy and does that kind of thing. So like he installs, like he makes her, he's allows her to go out that night, but she has to check in via video phone, like every half an hour. And so, because he's watching her. And to me, this movie had big dad's prying eyes vibes. Oh, I think what, yeah. what this yeah. movie's really about is like, how fucked up the relation, how fucked up the celebrated relationship between fathers and daughters was mm -hmm. in, in the odds. I know you've already touched upon that, but I feel like it comes back in a couple of weird ways. It's not just a one-off. Yeah. Yeah. This is like beneath the core of the film. It's a father daughter film. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a father coveting a daughter film. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, he yeah. saves her. The boyfriend actually never saves her. She rides piggyback on him while they take like the little fire hose. What's it called? What do you do when you do? The oh, little, the like, zip line. Yeah. He like fire hose zip lines across, which why can't she do that? Yeah. yeah. But she, she hops on to, his like, latch on to him. Back. Yeah. Which that fire hose can't take both their weights. I mean, I know she weighs no. 75 pounds, but still, like, <laughs> that's a lot of extra added weight. Um, and, and zip yes. lining is so normal. Why it's couldn't she just hard. zip line? Yeah. Like she's she not normal. A piggyback she's ride is not normal. No. And, and honestly, she had the better idea with the belt versus like the metal thing, which your hands yeah. are going to slip off of. So I did not understand that decision, except to have the ongoing infantilizing of Jess or Jen or whatever her name was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Basically. Yeah. Jordan, what do you think this movie was really about? <clears throat> I mean, it, it I don't know that I've rolled this one out specifically lately, even if it has been invoked many times in the past, but like this movie is, is this movie's about the fucking patriarchy, man. Yeah. And, and yeah. not in like, and not in a comment on it, mm -hmm. just in yeah. an embodiment of it yeah. kind of way. Like it is so like the fact that we, like I cannot remember a single word that comes out of Emmy Rossum's mouth. Mm -hmm. this entire movie. I yeah. can't remember a specific thing. The mom of the child, the little boy says, I can't mm -hmm. remember anything nope. beyond that one woman screaming and any line that she has. Like I can remember 
Richard Dreyfus almost killing himself. I can remember him call, trying to call like his man. I can remember him killing a person, like sacrificing him. I remember Josh Lucas being an asshole and all that. Like, I remember many things about what the men in this movie do, but the women are absolute fucking pencil drawings, yeah. just like on a yeah. piece of paper. And this is such a hilariously like on the nose distillation of how thinly women were drawn in the 2000s at certain points Mm -hmm. and truly just ornaments, truly just decorations, just objects for men to have motivations about objects for men to like trade off as a form of currency, just truly remarkable stuff, remarkable stuff. We don't get, we don't get a bell Rosen. No, we had a bell Rosen in the original and they don't even give us another bell Rosen. They're just like, eh, that's a woman who has too much of an arc. We better leave her out of this. Yeah. Shocking. I know. I agree. I do. Like, it is definitely a film about as much about how women were treated. Like, and by that same token, I think that this is kind of a, this is a, the one true post 9-11 disaster movie. I think we will, we have covered and will ever cover. That's because a fair point. This is the only movie that truly encapsulates as you guys were like, this is a movie about post 9-11 America. You guys were saying yeah. the thing about like individualism, yeah, but also the fact that this is being led by two strong jawed white guys, yep. one of whom could have just as easily played the president of the United States as he ends up playing the America's mayor, not Rudy yeah. Giuliani. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Dylan, the like handsome con man. Yeah. Whole thing is that like he was in the Navy. He resents that he was in the Navy, but also he's going to be the one to lead and save everybody. And like, yeah. he's the one they just all by default turn to. Um, and everything about those aesthetics and everything about that feeling of the movie is, and even the, the sort of nod to the tokenism of having like one gay guy because it's 2006. So we right. acknowledge oh that God, gay men yeah. exist. Like yeah. Will and Grace, he's a very, like he's a sexless gay man. He doesn't yeah. have yep. a partner. He's he very ineffectual. Partner. Yeah. And, yeah. He doesn't and have better a off dead the way they set it up. It's like, yeah. well, he doesn't Truly. really have much to live for. So yeah. yeah. Doesn't, doesn't even have anything to live for. And to the point where he's not so textually gay that you had to ask, is he gay? I did have to ask. Yeah, you I- could, you could, you could have him in your imagination yeah. not be gay if that made you feel achy. Yeah. And so that's like that sort of just kind of in, what's the word I want? Like unintimidating white, uh, white gay guy. Like he's a very will and grace gay guy. So it's okay. Yeah. He's safe. And then you've just kind of got the women folk who need to be. <laughs> they are the women folk. Yeah. And so it is, it is truly to me, this is, this movie is about post 9-11 America and kind of the way that, you know, we. The social structures. Yeah. The social structures and the way that we dealt with the uncertainty that followed and kind of the, the sorts of male figures that we looked to in those, in those days afterward, the fact that like even Andre Brower's character does provide this sort of false sense of security and stability, but ends up being wrong because mm-hmm. guess what? He's not the white guy. Yeah. Like all of that is just, it feels very, it's not, it is anti-authoritarianism while also being deeply authoritarian mm-hmm. in a way that the early 2000s were. And I just feel like this movie is the one true, the one movie that internalizes and kind of spits back out a lot of the feelings and themes of the early 2000s and the post 9-11 era. And it has a going out top. So very cool. We handed us a going out. It is a Which post is exactly 9-11 era. Why this is the perfect uh, Ots Tyrion Disaster Girls crossover episode. I, it feels right to me. Yeah. And I, I do have to say, all of that really emphasizes why Fergie. 
yeah. is so important to this film. Yeah. See, really, she's the only woman that has a memorable moment. You are right about that. And that's sure. why we're, it's like, as much as we joke, like Fergie, <laughs> Fergie, and I mean, she is the heart of this film because that's, she's it. Yeah. That's that's what we have to choose. She's from. the women. She's what the women have. Yep. You're, she's what, you're the, she's more right. what the gays have than Richard Dreyfuss's character. I mean, truly. So, guys, would you fantasy? So, would you fantasy cast this? And how so? I would. If this was, if I was making this movie right now, yeah, I will defer the specifics to Sam, but I would want it to be a drag queen cruise. Oh, oh my god. god. And oh so, my Sam, whatever movie, God. whatever drag queens you think would be best in a Poseidon remake, I think that's who should be in this movie. <laughs> well, obviously, Ben de la Creme. Gotta be, but the, the, oh, the I, one thing I knew in my mind, for you sure know, we're was starting there. Um, I it, we would not have it without Katya and Alaska. Oh now, my God. I do feel like Katya would be uh, definitely steering the ship, <laughs> like Katya is the captain. <laughs> I would love for um, Alaska to be Fergie because Alaska <laughs> as a lounge singer, but like also the doomed fate and like all of that. Yes. Um, I also, this is like a very specific one, but I just want to see the vixen in this because the quote, I came here to fight, by the way, that's my nod <laughs> to the vixen. I love her. Okay, she came here great. to fight. Okay. I, I want to see a character like the vixen, somebody who comes in and they're like, hey, I'm having none of this white nonsense. <laughs> And yes. these straight people mm. are not doing anything to further this. So I'm going to go my own way. I need that character. I also need like a Shea Coulee. And I'm sorry, I'm really taking this moment. But like, no, I, want like I, a Shea Coulee, just like, I, I said this because I wanted you to take this moment. Yeah. I, I think we need like a calm, but heroic kind of like presence like Shea Coulee. Okay, I just okay. feel like she just has a warmth to her and a strength mm-hmm. that is undeniable. Yes. And she would be there along the way. Amazing. Um, I, I, I would also say that we need like one baby, baby <laughs> like drag artist like sure. Gottmik. And okay. I think, so the kid could be played by Gottmik. <laughs> um, and I think, I think that kind of like, but like be just as chic as Gottmik yeah. is, you know what I mean? Like, like fully serving looks, absolutely. Mm. But like, but like that, but but embodying a child. That's my fantasy <laughs> cast. I I wait. What archetype is Bendel Creme fitting in this? Okay, this is so. I I I want Bendel Creme to play the old lady from the Titanic, but in this movie. <laughs> so I haven't seen the original. Um, yeah. I imagine because I think there's an old woman character you said Shelly Winters. Yeah. Yes. So Shelly Winters, Rosen. we're going to copy and paste her in here. We're going to give it to Bendel Creme because Bendel Creme is going to chew that scenery up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. But I don't know. I kind of actually just want her to be the old woman from Titanic. I want her to bring up the <laughs> necklace. Do you know what I mean? Like all of it. Uh, and, and definitely to have a, a very distinct but nondescript accent. Like, I want us to know that it's <laughs> like money, but we don't know where it's from. Yeah, yes. vaguely international, like like the child of diplomats kind yes. of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. As of the time of this recording, uh, just today, uh, Bendel Crumb did post a tweet that said, like, like, the difference between, like, getting drunk in my 20s. It's like, oh, my God, <laughs> yes. who did I make out with last night? How many people did I slap last night versus getting drunk at almost 40. It was like, oh my God, I was so drunk last night. How long did I talk about Anne Margaret for? <laughs> and uh, that see? is exactly I'm telling you. what I'm thinking of for her as a character in this movie. Oh my God, it's, how long did I talk about Anne Margaret? 
<laughs> it's a perfect cast and I accept <laughs> no others, but please go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, you might've had a whole casting situation in your nope, head. That was too, it. I just wanted you to be the drag queen. Wow, that was fun. Specialist. Let's yeah. do it. Great. <laughs> Give me the money. Let's make it happen. Also keep Fergie, by the way. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh I yeah. That was, I mean, like we can still yeah. have uh, like Alaska be the lead sound, lounge singer, but we need Fergie to come back and maybe in our final girl type role. <laughs> like, let's give Fergie the justice she deserves. What if they get out to the boat and they're like, they see the thing and then it's Fergie paddling away? Right. Oh there are more boats yes. around. Yes. Fergie's one of the boats and she's with the entire video cast of MILF Money. Fergie, <laughs> what if Fergie is the boat? <laughs> I mean, really, we're all just going to float out on her. I love that. If this is a drag queen Poseidon, then Fergie would be the boat. Like yeah. Fergie would be the name of the boat. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> the Fergie adventure. <laughs> Fergie would be the name of the boat for the drag cruise that becomes Poseidon, the remake. Well, that's the movie I want. And it's and keep that McDonald's ending. That sad Playland tale. <laughs> I need that. I need that. I need to know. I'd rather I what, you know. Well, Why did it have becomes, to be you? Honestly, that becomes like a, a drag race acting competition challenge at that point. Right. Like that's that entire scene becomes a thing that we could absolutely see in a drag race acting challenge at oh a certain God. point. I listen. I love uh, to think of whoever's this, out there that has money. The sheer scale of Eureka in a movie like this. Oh fuck! You're right. <laughs> like, just the like most truly, literally larger than life drag presence possible in the midst of all of this chaos. What if instead of having Fergie as the performer, can we just have Sasha be the performer? Can we have? My God, absolutely. Classy I mean, Sasha, a classy it, ass, and no, and like, is. and just lifts up her wig and shakes out the rose petals on stage. <laughs> and with the boat capsizes. That's what like, if it's, it's nightgowns the cruise? It's, yeah, it's, it's no, nightgowns. Oh, yeah. And when the clock strikes midnight, that's when she shakes out the petals, and then all of a sudden the boat gets hit with a wave. I mean, we could explain the lifeboat a little better if she took off her wig and shook out a lifeboat. <laughs> I, I think that that would make more sense than what we saw in Poseidon. Yeah, I love that. This is how big I want a disaster movie to be. Like, I want this extravagance. I think it's it's the it's the ground we have. It's the frontier we have yet to, to go to. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that this is what literally all of my pitch meetings are like. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it really is just this level of this. <laughs> this is why me and you are going to work together many more times, Sam. I, I I'm very much looking this. forward to that. <laughs> Everything about this just makes me really happy as a concept, because as we've discussed before, like we don't have those. I, we, I miss the date. We don't have the big star studded we disaster don't. movie. And if we're not going to get the big star studded disaster movie, give me drag disaster movie. I don't know. Yeah. Give me, give me perhaps the greatest uh, single category of live performers mm -hmm. one could, one could even consider. Yeah. I want real actors in this and that's why we're casting drag queens. That is goddamn right. <laughs> and I, I, I'm tired of it being presented any other way. Yeah. So I can't wait for this movie. Uh, you all, I will be, I guess we're producing it next week. <laughs> Because I mean, we can't I have wait. To believe, I have to believe that if you got enough yeses from the queens you wanted, that this could actually happen with some <laughs> level of studio participation that was yeah. like, you know what? Fuck it. It's basically like you have IP, you have in influencer level celebrities. Isn't that what people make movies for these days? Yeah. 
And we can hey. do and and doing it a little rinky dink would fit along with the whole drag thing. I mean, if it was cardboard waves, I was just about. To, I was imagining them all in a big cardboard boat, like what we used, like in a in a kids' stage play, like that. Right. Was, yeah. If straight people can have he's all that. I can have the Fergie adventure. That is goddamn right. <laughs> that is goddamn all- right. Case closed. Yeah. And we will never lose the jawline of any of those drag queens. Mm-mm. It will not float around their face like an Mm-mm. indeterminate feature. <laughs> Horrific. <laughs> Amanda, do you have anything? Yeah. Um. So I am going to keep Andre Brower, but make him into the Kurt Russell character. Okay. Because we just didn't get enough commanding. From- yeah. No. That's a great idea. Um, much as I love Emmy, she has so moved past her disaster <laughs> phase at this point. I think that sure. is safe to say, uh, which is a bummer because she is truly like, it is, it is too bad because there is so much potential for her to have become one of the great disaster movie actresses of our time. I mean, she's got that face for the stage. Oh, those those we features, were, you just can't buy that. She's got eyes that can react so well to CGI. Yeah. But we were deprived of that by, mm. I would say, a studio system who did not know what they had with her. No. Um, so I'm going to do, uh, as his daughter, uh, Nathalie Emmanuel. Oh, great. Because she also Beautiful. has those eyes. Like, she can react with horror. Like, I, if she, she's going to be more active in this. Yeah. By uh, default, yeah. Yeah. She's not going to have a fiancé. We're not doing that shit. Obviously, like, the tension between her and her dad has to do with other stuff. Maybe he's still the ship captain and maybe she's mad at him for not letting her captain her own ship. I don't maybe. Know. That's a different problem, but this is definitely going to be a more active version. Um, and then going off of an actor we, we talked about last week when we were like, they don't know how to use him, but he'll be there as a good supporting actor. Garrett Hedlund's going to be Dylan. That makes a lot. That fits. That, that fits, fits yeah. completely. Yeah. Make him Dylan. He would be the second lead. We're like the second male lead. Then he gets to have, instead of having like a whole romance thing with Maggie, the single mom, it becomes Maggie. It becomes with Andre Brower's daughter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like give us that. And then uh, most importantly, of course, for Lucky Larry or whatever, for Kevin's yeah, Lucky character, uh, I am going to make that Miles Teller. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah. We're making that Miles Teller. Um, and he can go I, down, he can go down without his vaccine. Yeah. And I am. And then we're going to make Ansel Elsgort, uh, Valentine. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see him go down an elevator yeah. shaft. And then to, yes. Yes. And then to mix in, um, to keep the youth interested, we're going to bring in TikTok sensation. Um, as Elena, we're going to get, um, Addison Ray. Okay, good. I'm happy to see Addison here. Addison's w- gonna Addison's gonna be there. Addison's gonna have her little moment with Ansel, and then she's gonna die in. Then she's gonna be a liability. If a liability. her hand doesn't disappear while dancing, though, I don't <laughs> yeah. want any of it. <laughs> I don't want. Absolutely. Yeah, I love the idea of 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 a choreo moment in the middle of a disaster. Of well, course, so we're gonna yeah. bring this back a little bit more. I think we should reintegrate Poseidon Adventure a little bit more into this remake. So what if, and I'm sorry to write out Fergie in this, but what if Addison- <laughs> yeah, Sam is, is reacting. I know, but hold, hear me out. What if Addison is the stage, oh. is is the, is the uh, there's got to be a morning after. Yeah, what if she's the noni here? <laughs> and so she's up there and she's the big, the big the New Year's Eve 
performance. I she's up there doing her TikTok dances. Conceptually, and then- just the idea of a New Year's cruise anchored around headliner Addison, Addison Ray as entertainment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that camp? I don't know. It absolutely is. And I would go. <laughs> I will go. I would go. I've never seen a single one of those TikToks. I'm there. Really? A TikTok a TikToker is going to anchor this cruise, so to speak. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying, yep. Uh, sign me up. Let's see. Like, you know, much like hat news. Well, let's see what happens. Here, I want to see her versatility. I think she can, <laughs> she can do it. Give her a chance to shine. And by yeah. she can do it. I mean, she'll do what has been instructed from her and programmed into her by the bot that she is run by. <laughs> I, um, she has a very nice smile. She has a very nice smile. She has an unsettling smile. <laughs> Did you guys see the video? Her little tick where she taps her teeth is fascinating to me. No, but I don't like that when people tap their teeth because it's. Oh my God, Jordan, really I have to send you this video afterwards. Un- yeah, no, that sucks. I hate that. Yeah. Okay. There is the most amazing video of her. Didn't you send it to me where she's talking about Interstellar? Oh, oh that yeah, yeah. I, love well, that. I, when I absolutely support that she wants a sequel, to, sequel interstellar. to interstellar yeah because so you can't have enough interstellar you can't have enough interstellar so I a sequel agree. to interstellar but she what so every reveal. time she thinks she taps her <laughs> what teeth. a reveal okay well i'll and watch it again to be unnerved by somebody tapping on their teeth so i really want i i really want to see an addison ray as as the as the noni character in this film um and yeah so that's that's how we're gonna fantasy cast and then we're also going to bring in the um hologram bell rosen oh good yeah we're using if hologram- we're going a tiktok main event we might as well bring in a hollywood hologram shelly winter if we can hologram whitney houston then we can hologram the whitney houston disaster movies shelly <laughs> yes, winters the definitive yeah this isn't a recast thing, but this would be like an additional character. Sure. And I just would like to say this movie is missing in Emma Roberts. Oh, God, that would be great. We don't because have it. Emma just, Roberts Emma- could be in drag Poseidon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, was going to say Emma Roberts, like in a different version of this, if we're remaking it like with another sort of America's dad, dad sort of thing, then Emma Roberts becomes the daughter, like, unfortunately. But I like it so much more with her as the drag bitch. I- I think so. I we like want to see her go down, but her being she the villain of the yeah. drag Poseidon, the unsinkable Emma Roberts, the unsinkable yeah, Emma Roberts, much Emma, to your dismay. Emma Ooh, Roberts and and in this movie kicks a drag queen off of her own foot to save her own life. Well, in oh this God, movie, yes. in that movie, Emma Roberts is the cause of the ship going down. Like it's sabotage. <laughs> Emma Roberts is the terrorist. Emma Roberts is the terrorist oh, in drag queen my Poseidon. God, I love it. Okay, so we've got two remakes going. We've got the Thanks book to the gays well, and whoever and else. Just so like in 2005, 2006. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, At least we're consistent. Everything old is new again. <laughs> so how many towering infernos is that from everybody? Out of how many is it again? Five. Five towering okay. infernos. And you can do portions. So you can do halves and quarters. Okay. Okay, I will, I will say I was surprised by how much I liked it. Or how, okay. Like I was expecting it to be much worse than it was. Okay. And it is 90 minutes of painlessness to the point where I wanted more of it, mm-hmm. which I kind of think has to wait it a little bit. No, that, that sounds valid. I kind of think I need to round, be generous on this. I want to give it like a four and a quarter. Which wow. Is wow. Almost it, a fucking blockbuster score. And it shouldn't be. Yeah. And that's what's so, but it's like, it was not bad. I know what you mean. Yeah. I fucking know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So what are you this giving is a, it? 
This is a solid four towers for me. I know <laughs> that you all just listen to me yeah. talk shit on every single element of this movie. I was enamored. I couldn't stop watching. I was offended. I was yelling. <laughs> I was engaged. I was completely disconnected to the material to the point where I, you guys telling me details cleared things up for me. You know, it's like, but seeing this movie specifically with a group of people. Yes. I lived and I want that experience again. And listeners out there, I want that experience for you. Get five or six of your friends together. This is a, this is a full, this is an interactive experience. And and that's why it's a four for me. I, I will say like, my as we have discussed many times, my dream is that one day we do disaster diva screenings. Um, when when we're in the in the in the great beyond of of no longer having to wear masks everywhere, where we can breathe on each other safely. Yes. Um, my dream is that we would host screenings, and this would absolutely be Rocky Horror Picture style, where like when the boat floods, we all throw water. <laughs> and like, I would want I want it <clears throat> to be an interactive experience, but we would absolutely. This is one of the ones that we would screen at like. At, at Draft that. House or American Cinematheque, like do let's do a 2006 Poseidon and have a fucking blast. Uh, I love that. As a as a group screening, I would. This is a as a group watch. This is a this is a four to four and a half star movie. As a as a as a movie, it is a two and is a two inferno for me. Okay, I get as it. An ex, it is a get four it. tower experience yes. and a two yeah. tower movie. That's fair. Yeah, that I mean, feels I right about that. I wonder if, because it was my first time watching it and my expectations were so low, I do wonder if I would have rated it if I had seen it before or if I'd seen it at the time, I'd probably be like, that sucked. But because I expect it to be so bad, it came in. I mean, it had a- Ride that wave. Ride that wave. That's great. Like they gave us- they gave us disaster. They gave us Josh Lucas jumping into fire water with a they hose. They did deliver that, that. Again, the highlight of I'm, the entire movie from a disaster standpoint. I, it, I also liked, we didn't even talk about the ballast tanks. I liked the ballast tank concept. Oh yeah, the swimming from one place to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I that, Again, that's what makes it a four tower experience. Yeah. It's so weird to be like, this movie has it all when it has nothing. It's so weird <laughs> that it can do both. It's like, this movie has it all, but this movie doesn't deliver. It's like, yeah. I, I am, yeah. I am torn. I love it. And, it, but I, not even torn. I feel very at home in having both of these feelings <laughs> in my ambivalence <laughs> towards this movie. Yeah. So uh, overall, a, a great showing for Poseidon on the Disaster Girls podcast. Hell yeah. Shockingly so. So I guess that, so, you know, we're going to, Sam, do you want to give us your plug, your pluggable things? And- sure. Yeah. Find me at Sam Weinman on Twitter if if you want. Uh, and uh, you can watch my movie, The Quiet Room, somewhere. I don't know where it is right now. Because <laughs> I, I somebody just, I just told somebody, go watch it on Shutter, And they were like, it's not on Shutter anymore. And I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. Listen. It's out there, friends. <laughs> it's out there. And yeah. you know what? The 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 journey is the destination. You'll find it and you're gonna you're gonna love it because it has Alaska in it and Katya, who you might know from the Poseidon Adventure drag remake. <laughs> That's amazing. So okay, we've got the quiet room. Is there anything else that you want that you got coming up? Anything you want to promote? Anything else? Are you good? Uh, yeah, or check me out. If you podcast, like, yeah, maybe? if you love, if you really enjoyed listening to me forget about everything, go ahead and listen to uh, <laughs> me and Jordan's podcast. Uh, Tyrion. I almost forgot the title. How? It's a perfect title. <laughs> uh, and uh, and it, because it's wonderful, and you can get even more of this. Yeah, you really can. You can get you can get an abundance of this. All right, and then Jordan. 
Oh, wait, we haven't done what we're watching for next week. We were just, I was just letting Sam do his little thing before we, before people stop listening to us inevitably. Um, oh, that's so nice of you. Yeah. So next week coming up, we have, we've decided to go with a, uh, an international, because we haven't done that in a little while. We have Exit, a South Korean film from 2019. That we, I think you can promise is not going to put you through it the way Pandora did. Yeah, we, I've, I've checked. It doesn't seem like it's going to be as emotionally devastating. The cover art certainly looks whimsical. Um, Great. Even if the description I'm about to read does not. (laughs) (laughs) When an unknown toxic gas strikes Seoul in an unprecedented act of terror... Young Nam has just met Yuji from college by chance at his mother's birthday banquet. The city falls under sudden noxious gas attack, and together they must escape the panic-stricken city. So I know that doesn't sound My. like it's going to be. It sounds heavy. Um, one of the letter, I tried not to read too much, but one of the letterbox ones I reviews was like, it's funny. And I was like, great, because okay. I don't want to be emotionally gutted at the end of this. All right, then let's cross our fingers. So I don't know, maybe this is on the scale of like South Korean movies being funny, where you're like, well, there was <laughs> one laugh before it left me devastated. Right, yeah. So we'll see. Um, but that is available uh, for rent on iTunes, Amazon Video, Google Play, YouTube, in all the places it is rentable. And uh, that's what we'll be doing for next week. Okay, so, great. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JorCru, J-O-R-C-R-U, uh, patreon.com slash Cruciola. And then there is, of course, the wonderful Ots Tyrion podcast. And then there is the uh, coming to its conclusion soon, the Neon Demon podcast that I've been doing with Roxana Haddadi and William O. Tyler. Uh, and the, the analysis is just not to be missed, you guys. It is a great pod. You guys, all your podcasts are so good. It's thank you. What a time for Jordan to just be able to talk. I know, right? And as somebody who really likes to listen to Jordan talk, what mm-hmm. a time to be a listener of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have so much to choose from and I love it. If you've ever wondered what it's like to be friends with Jordan, just subscribe to all of her podcasts and Honestly. assume that all the things she's saying in them are being sent to you with lots of caps on a text message. Yes. It is Correct. crazy how much it is just literally hanging out with you. Yeah. This is exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. Who you are in the podcast one. is who you are in life. Yeah. <laughs> Friends, thank I, you so much for having me back. I love so this show and thank I love being a part it. of it. I, anytime you find a crossover, it just gets me so excited. I just, I'm in. I mean, you we're, we're going to have to do that other Poseidon. And I don't know oh, how yeah. we could talk about anybody else. Talk about it with anybody else but you. Listen, I'll be back for whatever you want me to. But I love this <laughs> and I love you both. Thank really you. Really quick. Love you. Amanda, um, where can they find you? You can find me. I'm Amanda. No one needs to find me. I'm Amanda Smith says on Twitter. Um, and that is where I am. And then, of course, we're disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We're disaster girls pod at gmail.com. And we're I think we're disaster girls on Letterboxd, which like is just oh, if you yeah. want to if you want to go and be like, hey, did they do this movie yet? And you don't feel like looking through the iTunes list. We've got that updated. Maybe at some point you'll catch some podcast spoilers. You know what I mean? You'll you'll see the the movies we're eyeing in the future. Yeah, Ah. there is. We do have. I have cat. If you're ever like, I want to watch a disaster movie, and I don't know what I want to watch, but I know I want to have tornadoes in it. There is a category of lists specifically under Disaster Girls Pod for every single type of disaster movie. So you can actually go there and use all those lists that I've made. Yeah, Amanda went real type A on the uh, letterboxed. Oh yeah. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, no, it's it's exactly, you know, for for as much as like I have no attention span for most things, I do love a list. Love oh, so letterboxes, letterboxes there. You can find every disaster movie that we might ever cover. 
Um, and yeah, please rate and review us, you guys. Those five star. We actually have a new rating. Um, we have a new review, rather. Which oh shoot, should... yeah, we haven't. I haven't checked those in a, in a little yeah. in a minute. So real quick, uh, from Ernie KD. I don't. The lioness third wave feminism is the title. Sure. Great. I found this pod through Erica Henderson. Shout out to Erica Henderson. She was just on comic book workshop. (laughs) She's awesome. And she also, what, wait, she did, which one did she do with She did Shin Godzilla. That's right. She did Shin Godzilla. I was like, it's a monster, but it's, I know that we did, I was thinking uh, Cloverfield, but I was like, that was LA, that was LA Fergs. Um, So she did Shin Shin Godzilla to kick off our, um, or she was part of our Kongzilla month. I found this pod through Erica Henderson and I am binging my way through in utter joy. Insights, absolutely, absolutely, insights, absurdly delightful film crushes and the crushing of tropes are just golden. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Ernie no, KD. Thank you, Ernie KD. Thank you so much. I, I, I like to think didn't... that this person is the, like the love child of um, Ernie Hudson and Kevin Durant. Yes. Ernie KD, you know what I mean? I would absolutely assume that that was Ernie Hudson just stealthily complimenting us. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Please rate and review us. We love them. They make us feel good. Uh, They Um, do. Please participate. And then. And Sam, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. As always, Sam. Thanks for having me. It's always a blast with you, friends. Oh, it was great to have you. And we'll see you all back next week for Exit. Bye. 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 That might be cool.com. You never know.